Hello, fellow homebrewers. JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brew Built X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brew Built Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full two inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brew Built line of options and add ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brew Built X1 Conical Uni Tanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brew Built Conicals. You can trust Brew Built with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brew Built at morebeer.com. Home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, beer drinkers. Get ready for an all-new experience in information exchange and beer culture. Your only source, only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers from around the globe right to your home. You're not just listening to broadcasters. It's the Brewcasters. On the Brewing Network. Yes, sir. Welcome back. It's another good Sunday in the studio. Doc Scott just got here. Right on schedule, Doc. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, Actually, I had to stop and get something to eat because I hadn't eaten all day. and I've done that in here before and not yeah. a good idea. Yeah, it's so. not. I give. I just leer at everybody who comes in here and starts chomping on the microphone, too. <laughs> It's terrible radio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm always nervous when you call me at 15 minutes to the show, Doc. I'm always waiting for the worst. <laughs> Not that you've ever called and given me bad news. I'm just waiting for that one time that you call and say, you know what? The wife just isn't having it today, Justin. <laughs> well, it's either that or it's, uh, you know, the car's broken, the kid's bleeding. It's going to yeah. be, you know, it's going to be wanting something like that. And it's good. We'll, we'll get him sewed up and I'll be down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah, I'm uh, just finishing stitching up my kid. I'll be there I'll in be a there few second. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would accept that. <laughs> That'd be fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, in light of a few uh, recent happenings around the Brewing Network, I'm going to get right into it and cover a couple things quickly. Uh, first off is that John is not with us today, unfortunately. Found out from him this morning, as I think he found out this morning, that uh, his, his grandmother's very sick, so he's in, he's stuck in Santa Barbara. Um, I shouldn't say stuck. He's there with his family, so uh, he he is is going to be away for a little while. I assume he'll be back with us next week, but I'm really not sure. We'll see what happens. But uh, we send our best to John and his family. Uh, if anybody wanted to do that personally, his email is John at thebrewingnetwork.com or John P at thebrewingnetwork.com. He's got I, several, so, yeah. yeah. I think it's John P. I think that's what he uses for everything. Uh, so John P at thebrewingnetwork.com, you could send him a, a quick note. Um, but he sent his best to us, apologizes he can't be here, and we're sorry about that, too. Uh, we had a, we got a good show, but uh, family comes first. So uh, our best out to you, John. We'll miss you. Um, in the meantime, uh, we do not have a professional brewer today, but we do have a professional jackass that came in with us. Uh, been on the show with us before. We got <laughs> Jason Petros from B3 coming to hang Welcome out Jason. and uh, fill in a little microphone time with us. And he knows a thing or two about brewing and 
definitely knows a couple things about brewing supplies, and I'm not really sure what else he knows. Anything? Um, when I find out, I'll let you know. You know, uh, you know some stuff about meat. I know that. I've had some. some Wait a minute. Where's <laughs> yeah. this going? An odd thing to say yes. uh, on this show, especially. But you do know some stuff about meat. I've had some good smoked meats that you've you've brought in to be eaten. Oh yeah, the ribs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah but he is having a party coming up, and he says you got to bring your own damn meat. He says, well, he, he says both though. He says there will be meat. There will be meat. But you can also bring meat. Yes. Meat it's is like always a, welcome. It's a meat party. That's <laughs> what I think it actually is. <laughs> he says it's his housewarming party, but I'm pretty sure it's just a meat. They'll party. be slinging meat everywhere. Yeah. Well, they're only guys invited. So, you know. <laughs> it's the carnivore party. There the male go. carnivore party. Oh, and it's a bring your own beer too. Yeah, which is, uh, like, everybody he knows is a home brewer, so. Yeah. <laughs> they would bring it anyway, so. Right. Mike McDole, the second guy who responded. Yeah, I, I saw that. BYO, that's my middle name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know that. <laughs> Plenty of beer available, I'm sure. So Jason's going to hang out and help us out today. We appreciate you coming in on short notes, Jason. Not a problem. I need someone to make fun of when John's not here. So. Well, who am I going to make fun of when John's not here? I mean, you're, you're the low man on the totem pole. Yeah. <laughs> you have to make fun of yourself if you want. That's fine. You, <laughs> you can make fun of the studio dog, the biscuit. Yeah. That'd be all right. The shoe is on the other hand today. <laughs> so here's some other recent developments I've noticed at the, at the Brewing Network uh, lately. There, there are some rumors going around uh, that, that people, you know, tell others about our show, and then they tune into the show for the first time, and... And they listen for a good 15 or 20 minutes and there's no mention of beer. <laughs> <laughs> beer, 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 beer. Yeah. And they wonder, you know, is it really a beer show? I do, and they don't really, sometimes they don't come back. Sometimes they go back to their friends and complain it's not really a beer show. And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna do two things. Um, first, I'm gonna lay down the law. <laughs> and, and, and second, I'm gonna make a few adjustments in, in light of that. So, uh, I will, uh, I have now cut out the top 10 list. Uh, there will no longer be a top ten list at the beginning of the show because it's impossible to do a beer-related top ten each week. However, uh, I will give the top ten list a proper uh, going-away funeral on next week's show, and it will be a listener top ten list. It's been brewing in the forum for a while. They, in fact, I think they've even almost got ten. But I'm going to let them go ahead and post for another week. I'll pick out the best ten, and that will be a fond farewell to our top ten list. Right. I, I forgot this. Uh, uh, my brother gave me a cool birthday card last week. Uh-huh. And it said, having a birthday versus having a beer. And okay. it had like five or six different things. And I was going to bring that in. I forgot. Now, see, that would work because it's beer it's related. It's about beer. It's yeah. about beer. Yes, it so is. it's okay. And it's pretty funny. That was a good story. <laughs> I'll bring it, I'll bring <laughs> it no in next week. at all. Just maybe remember that I forgot it. Okay. <laughs> bring it in. Uh, so I'm go home and get it. I'm going to stop doing I, I guess sometimes we kind of uh, philander around with different stories. We take 45 minutes occasionally with the <laughs> intro. Uh, these are all things I like to do. Uh, it's good radio to, for me to hang out and do some of that. And a lot of our listeners do like that. You know, some of our regulars, they, they hang out because uh, they have the same ridiculous and twisted sense of humor that we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, but but not everybody everybody does. So I'm going to make a compromise. I'm not going to cut it out. Here's the deal. I refuse to do a. Uh, a, a particularly pure beer a pure like beer science show, it would put me to sleep. That's just the fact of the matter. Uh, as I'm not only a brewer, I'm a broadcaster, and I got to have a little fun in here too. So I'm not cutting it all out. I'm just going to try to be a bit more concise. And instead of throwing in like random, as I'm searching for show stuff all the time, I always just find these funny things. I'm like, well, that has nothing to do with the show, but it's real funny. <laughs> so I put it in anyway. Yeah. Well. I'll, I'll try not to do that. I'm going to try my best. Um, anytime I do do those things, I'm going to push them to the end of the show. 
That way people can okay. tune in in the beginning. We're going to get right down to business. End of the show. I will not be cutting out the news because it's always beer-related news, so I'm going to keep that. Um, and so we'll probably you know, do a little intro like this, get to the news, and then jump right into the show from now on and, and uh, get to the beer-related stuff. This doesn't mean I'm cutting out Beer Jeopardy or any of the other stuff that's fun. Yeah. Just I, trying to keep it beer-related. I that's won't all. come back if you cut out Beer <laughs> Yeah, not doing anything like that. That'll be back soon. Um, Daniela is going to have a microphone, um, not only for this entire show, but I think from now on. I've decided that Daniela needs a microphone all the time. Uh, I'm not always going to keep it turned on. <laughs> you you, got, you have way too much power life. over there. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, that uh, you've you've earned it, and people like to hear what you have to say. And you add, uh, I've heard nothing but good comments about what you add to the show. And why wouldn't you have your own microphone? People are just so nice to me. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, more power so, to me then. That's right, more power <laughs> to you. So uh, feel free to chime in anytime you want. You have your own microphone for the first time ever, Daniela. Does that mean I really? You have to listen now. Uh, not really. <laughs> okay, good. I don't. <laughs> I've got a microphone all the time. I know I can see it in your yeah, face. <laughs> I don't. I've, uh, were you talking? I didn't even know what was happening there. So there you go. That's another new change for the show. Um, okay, this week's show in particular, which brings something new that's going to happen every week, is we're going to do an official uh, commercial beer group tasting, and we're going to try to pick a beer each week that uh, is as widely available as we can find um, and taste it on air with our with our panel, who today is going to be Dr. Scott, JP, and myself, um, and then talk about it with you guys because Doc's got a good palate. Doc and I are a good team sometimes, or rather I should say he's a good helper on my team <laughs> and that I can always pick out the, the stuff in, that's in the beer and the flavors, but I don't know what I'm picking out. And Doc somehow knows what the hell I'm talking about when I tell him what I'm picking out and tells me what it is. And what I want to do is extend that talent uh, off to you guys, the listeners, so he can help you too and in, in kind of, you know, pick out different parts of the beer and the different flavors that you're tasting. And the feedback I've gotten already about this, Doc, and I'm going to read some in a little bit, is just awesome. And and, and listeners are kind of saying the same thing that I've just said, is that they, they know what they like about beer and what they don't like about beer, but they don't always know how to put their finger on it. Right. So they're really excited about this segment so that we can help them do that. And, of course, we'll get people like Jamil back in here, who's a who's a BJCP certified judge. He'll help us do it sometimes. But each week, and I'll post it uh, as, as early on as I can, you go out, buy the bottle of beer, sit down with us in the middle of the show, and taste it. And that's uh, scheduled today for right around a little after 6 o'clock. And today it's Samuel Adams Boston Lager. So if you didn't get a bottle yet... Uh, send your kid out to get one. Yeah, Don't got, leave the you show. Got 40 minutes. <laughs> you should stay and listen, but send someone else to get you a bottle. You got a little time. Um, and that's going to be each week. So a new segment, and we'll be getting to that at the top of the, the 6 o'clock hour. And uh, the rest of today's show is Mini Mash. Uh, we did an extract discussion last week. Doc, I, I can't say all of it on the air. I'll tell you off the air. Okay. Man, did we need you in here last week. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Uh Hey, I was at the airport hating life. Were you? Oh, yeah. Because you were hungover? Um, little, but that wasn't so much the issue. It was mostly just the stress of trying to keep the family. Okay. In one thing, the plane's late. Uh, uh, you got all the weirdos on Southwest you got to deal with. Gotcha. You got gotcha. a lot of travel issues. Yes. <laughs> you shouldn't leave, man. Not, yeah. Not like yeah. in the airport. Well, we missed you. 
Although it was a good show, we did an extract show last week. We had a commercial brewer come in, Pacific Coast Brewing Company, and came and talked about his extract process. And today we thought we'd follow it up with the with the intermediate step between extract and all grain. I thought we'd do a mini mash show. Um, so that's perfect, perfect segue, right? Good little there. segue. Um, I'm going to be the main liaison between uh, uh, the the mini mash and the and the extract because I've just started doing it. So what I'm going to do is I've created a little outline there, and uh, we're going to use my process. I've been reading a lot of things in the forum, uh, our forum, about uh, people switching up to to uh, mini mash, mm-hmm. and I'm going to use that and answer their questions as well, and kind of bring it all into discussion. And you guys are just going to help me with that. Uh, Jason, you you've dealt with some mini mash people at the store there, I yeah. imagine. Oh yeah. Uh, have you ever done a mini mash yourself? I'd, I've done three of them. You done three? Okay, yeah. awesome. So we got a, a good little panel here. We're going to get to that, and uh, and that's going to be coming up real shortly. I just want to finish this. Uh, beginning segment and that's going to be today's show is the mini mash mm-hmm. um surprise cool. coming up in about uh 15 mm-hmm. minutes daniela's beer's done doc it's done i'm, I'm still gun shy from that first <laughs> <one>. <laughs> from the, the glass little, of pee we gave yeah, it yeah a little say? joke yeah, this yeah. one is not as bad it was a, it was like yellow alka-seltzer <laughs> so it's finally uh those of you who have been listening know that a couple months ago daniela brewed her uh, malty brown ale and it's been sitting in the carboy for for quite a while. Mm-hmm. But we kegged it up this week, carbonated it, chilled it, not necessarily in that order, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's in the kegerator right now. So that's going to be our first tasting after I finish the news and a little listener feedback. And we're gonna we're gonna finally taste Daniela's beer. Awesome. How long? How long has it been on the? Kegerator? Eight weeks. No, I've been on the, in the kegerator. kegerator. Three days, and we had a little CO two no, crisis yesterday too. This is about the fourth or fifth day. It's very young. What? Yeah, no, I was very, just wondering you know, how long it would actually last in the kegerator. It's going to last, yeah. Well, what we did was we went away for two days after we put it <laughs> oh, on the okay. kegerator. So that was the best way to keep it around, I figured. Um, I'm hoping that it might last another week or two because I think it's going to get better, uh, although it's I, th- I think it's good. <laughs> but uh, it's it's young. Um, but it's a, Well, I'm not going to say whether it's a good beer or not because I want you guys to taste it. So we're going to do that real shortly. But I think that's a good surprise for the listeners who've got lots of questions, Daniela. People have been wanting your beer. I know. I've seen it in a chat room, too. Since we don't have a prize to give away today, maybe we should give away your beer. <laughs> oh, my God. To somebody. Poor guy. We'll give away a bottle of Daniela's beer. <laughs> should we taste it first? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe so. I'm about, Doc, what am I about to taste of yours right here? Oh, uh, that's the classic American Pilsner. That, uh, oh, your champion beer here. champion beer. All right. Mm. So I thought I brought a little over. Ooh, that's tasty. Good dry finish. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Very good beer, nice and clear. Th- Cloudier than your beers normally are. Doc. Um, I didn't really have time to filter it, okay. so um, it's not usually my style for that one. But gotcha. Um, this is the one that uh, I did with uh, Jamil's Hop Late kind of kind of gig. Oh, that's right. So explain that just briefly. All the hops go in at the end. Okay. Uh, you Even your main bittering it, hop. Yes. Okay. Uh, you can put the bittering hops in. At the very end, in the last five or ten minutes, it's just that your utilization is going to be so low that you need a lot of hops. Okay. So, yeah, I had 20 gallon batch, I think I dumped close to three pounds of, of pellets in there. Three pounds? Yeah. Smokes. That's a lot of hops. Two and a half, three pounds. Yeah. But you have to because you're not getting all of the oils out of it, so you got to just. Right, so the yeah. bittering is just, yeah, it's mostly so you get a lot of flavor and aroma in it. Okay. And, uh, it gives a lot more mouthfeel yeah. to it. It all went in the last. Fifteen and ten minutes, right? Something like that. And so. what? Do you, and you get, you really get a lot more aroma 
Yeah, I think at, right out of it because uh, it, you know you don't usually smell a pilsner like that with that kind of a good strong aroma. Yep, and it's got uh, a lot of corn in this too. Mm. Now, are you thinking you're going to stick to that process now, or just kind of a maybe? No, I'm trying with a, something different. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll try it maybe with a pale ale mm. or something, or maybe a, a brown ale or something. Something that's like an American brown. So yeah. a lot of hops. Try it late. I remember when Jamil was on the show talking about that, he was having a nice hoppy beer with it, maybe an IPA or something, mm-hmm. and was just floored by it, so asked the guy the process, and yeah. he recommended it to do with a, with a beer that requires a lot of hops, a lot of hop flavor anyway. Yeah, so I'm gonna, I'll am gonna i try it with something else. Uh, it's just yeah. that, you know, when you see you're bumping all these hops in there, it's just... Yeah, yeah. It, it was a little scary putting all that, that many hops in there. Right. Well, when we talk about my mini mash that I did this week, uh, I was the opposite. I was I was horrified at the small amount of hops <laughs> I was putting in my batch. I was, I'll tell you guys about it. I was literally horrified. What'd you brew? I brewed the pale ale again. Okay. That I turned into an IPA the, IPA, the last the IPA time. The IPA ale again. And, and uh, you guys said, you know, hey, brew it again, and try. So I changed a couple things. Uh, <laughs> uh, and one of the things was definitely to drop down the hop bill and. I'm telling you, it was really painful. I'll go into it later. Let's hold it. But uh, it was I like more than cut the hops in half. And as I'm looking at the amount of hops I'm about to pour in, I'm like, man, it, can that be right? That's it? That's all? <laughs> so You could have used the same amount that you did before or just put them in later. Yeah. And I've done that before instead of actually just cutting down the hops. I'll, gotcha. I'll cut the time down. Instead of putting them in at 60 minutes, I'll put them in at 40. Okay. Okay. A little better. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk about it. I got my recipe printed out and everything. So when we get to uh, my mini mash, we'll do that. Um, all right. Some quick news stories. Actually, let me do some listener feedback first. I want to do that. Let's get into that. I got a bunch of emails. There is a feedback email address right on the website, and I do appreciate these guys using that address for 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 their feedback. Sometimes I get a lot of them straight to me, which is cool too. If you got questions just for me and about the business, and that's fine. But if you're if you're talking about the show, send them to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com because it just allows me to keep it organized and and know where I'm at. And uh, lately, it's really been active. We've been getting a bunch of responses in there. And what I like is that people aren't just talking about what they think about the show. A couple people challenged what we said on the show. And a couple people uh, just sent in questions right there that didn't have to do with any particular topic on any of our shows. They just uh, uh, felt like we might know what we're talking about and <laughs> sent in a question. And I, I printed out a couple of those for you, Doc, so maybe you can help them out. Oh, yeah. Um, first, uh, how about just a couple of thank yous from people. People just send it in. I, I thought you might want to hear these, Doc, because you don't get to, to get the good end of it sometimes. Uh, here we go. Just dropping a note to tell you how much I love the show. Always work on Sundays, but I listen to the archives religiously. I'm a new brewer, five extract batches, and have learned so much. It's so obvious how much work you guys put in preparing for the show, and we all appreciate it. Keep up the good fight, Jacob. Thanks. I like it when they uh, they they do keep up the good fight because that's uh, that's like my thing. I'm like, oh yeah, we're fighting against a man because we're poor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> keep it down. I don't know why. I, just, I can relate to that. Uh, another quick thank you. Um, this one's cool because it's about somebody uh, from somebody who's going to open up a uh, a microbrew. Um, hey guys, just want to let you know that I think your show is great. I look forward to hearing it every week. Unfortunately, I work on Sundays, uh, so I miss it occasionally, but, uh, I pick up later the archives. I just want to let you know that I'm in the middle of starting up a brew pub in Central California. It's going to do it in Kernville. Uh, I have whitewater rafted in Kernville mm-hmm. before. In Kern River. It's a cool place, yeah. Uh, let's see. We should be breaking ground by November 1st, he says, so good luck with that. 
Really? Uh, hopes to have the doors open by April 1st of 06. Uh, he just want to let us know that the information for, from some of the pro brewers that you've had on the show is great for someone like me. Please keep up the great work. Uh, we seem to get a lot of that. A lot of people want to hear the pro side of it. Yeah. They want to maybe think, hey, what's it like on the other side? Right. Well, because I think the more you homebrew and the more you go to your regular job, the more you realize you'd rather be brewing. <laughs> and so people are, are looking more and more how to do that crossover. and So that's cool. I'm glad that uh, people like the pro brewers coming in rather than just have home brewers come in all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, here you go. Here's our first, um, well, we'll see if it's a correction or not. We'll see what you <laughs> think, Doc. Uh, he says, hi, I listened to the archives on a really slow day here at work. And one thing that one of your listeners asked about was why wheat beers stay cloudy. And... Um, he says they stay cloudy due to colloidal protein haze, not because yeast is left in suspension. And I think that one of the things we mentioned is that a lot of wheat beers are unfiltered. Uh, it's part of the style to leave the yeast in suspension. Um, but he's saying that the I don't I don't recall the show in particular if we said that the haze caused in a wheat beer uh, was just yeast suspension. But his correction: it's due to colloidal protein haze. Doc, what do you think? It must have been a show I wasn't here. Because <laughs> you would have said the would same? I said that it was the protein haze. Okay. It very well may have been a show that Doc wasn't here. And then for that matter, thank you. And then there's a, this email may contain confidential or illegally appropriate matter. <laughs> there's like a bunch of other. Cool. <laughs> you love those emails that come with disclaimers. That's awesome. But he says keep up the great work. Not an angry listener at all. Not calling us stupid. Just wanted to help. And that we appreciate because well, we were probably missing Doc there. Uh, here's another question for you. Uh, and I have no idea about either one of these things, so I, I've got nothing to say. <laughs> but maybe you do, Jason, and of course you will, Doc. Uh, what is your opinion on fly sparging versus batch sparging? Is one better than the other? There you go, boys. Well, Sounds like a loaded one to me. That's what I think. I'll, I'll let Jason go first, and then I'll kind of go with what I want. All right, Jason? The only thing that I know about those two is uh, there's a big debate on the B3 form a lot about that. And um, I've only done... See, and I get I get them confused. I forget which is batch and which is fly. Ba- batch is... Uh, fly is when you're continuously running the sparge That's water yeah. over it. Batch sparge is when you drain the whole bed, fill, pump, it up. fill it up again, let it soak for a while, dump that out. And you, you Are get, there only those two... There, you don't. Some people don't even do either one of those, right? No. Uh, what's the third one? There's another one. There is there is a no sparge kind yeah, of. There's a no sparge one it's like where you thirty percent more your malt bill. Okay. Yeah, there's a no yeah. sparge where, and okay. I've tried them all. Okay. And I've gone back to fly sparging. Yeah, I, I've I've done both, and um, they say you get a better a better extraction rate from batch, but I've never really gotten it. My my efficiency has been pretty low when I do that, so I yeah just fly. Okay. I, and I was looking for something that would cut down my brew time. And okay. I tried a no sparge, and I tried actually a batch sparge, and it really didn't. You mean your wife was looking for something to cut down your brew time, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, how much fun is it watching that thing yeah. sparge? That's not the fun part. And it's just kind of like watching paint dry. So <laughs> I, was looking, I was looking for something to cut down the brew day a little bit, and I was going to try the batch sparging. And uh, once you... it drains out it doesn't drain that fast and then you fill it back up again you gotta let it soak for a while mm. let it get get mm-hmm. all soaked in, in solution again and then it really doesn't drain that fast so okay uh, and and the, i i really don't it just it wasn't for me okay and it just it didn't seem like it was something i really wanted to do so mm. i just went back to 
just fly sparging, and I got I got a lot better efficiency. And it, maybe it's just I didn't give it a chance. Yeah, mm-hmm. enough. Maybe I'll try it again. Okay. My recommendation to that listeners: just try them both. Try and check it out, and then keep your numbers. Yeah. Run through like ProMash or something, and uh, you'll find out your extraction and, and just kind of what what you like to do best. Is there's, really, there's more than just extraction yeah. rate on it. There's you know, flavor profiles, as some people say, is better. Okay. One over <laughs> the other. Uh, time, one being time. directly related to the other, mm-hmm. too, I'm sure. And in the time thing, too. Yeah. Okay. All right. So check it out. But these guys are both doing fly sparging. So there you go. Um, okay. Here's one, just uh, another comment about uh, recipes, a suggestion for us. Uh says, hey, Justin, just wanted to commend you and your cohorts for a great radio program. I've just started listening and love your show. John and Dr. Scott are great. And you've had some great hosts. But not Justin. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> These are my favorite ones. <laughs> They're like, hi, I know that you're the one to contact, but I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's cool. Uh, I have one suggestion for your forum, he says. Could you list recipes that are given out during the show? You've had some great guests, and they've given out some great recipes. You could have a section on the forum called Recipes from the Show or something like that. And it would provide the brew community with the recipes in a written form. Keep up the great work and brew on. Now, I'm reading this one because I think it's an awesome suggestion. It's a great idea. Uh, I think most of the guests that we've had in here who are giving their recipe don't wouldn't mind uh, uh, us posting it. Hasn't this come up before? Uh, I think what it's what's come up is that we should kind of pr- get the recipes beforehand and have them ready for the show. But we just can't do that because a lot of times we hit up the, the, the people on the fly. On the and, spot, and, right uh, you there. Know, kind of, especially because... Some of them, if you give them a chance to think about it before the show, they won't give a recipe. And then you can't hit them again on the show. So sometimes it's better just to, to you know, they're already having, everyone's having fun. It's really easy. You say, give me a recipe. They say, fine. Or, or at least if they, you know, on the, on the show, you get say, can I have the recipe? And they go, oh, we can't do that. And then you can start picking their brain for, yeah. oh, what about this? How much of that? Right. What, what do you use for this? And, yeah. and they'll give you the tidbits here and there so you can piece the rest together yourself. Right. I don't get that. What? I don't understand why the not commercial. giving it out. Yeah, yeah. It, I really believe there's only so many recipes out there. Y- exactly, <laughs> and then, and then yeah. you know, oh well, this one uses two ounces more of special B. I, I can't, you know, I, I'm going to adjust it. Come on, it's not going to be the same beer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah anyway you look at it, it's not going to be the same beer. Uh, you know, I relate it to the entertainment industry uh, as far as movies and novels and stories are concerned. Uh, here's the thing about that, and in and, and studying the communication part of it, there's really only about 12 topics. Mm-hmm. That's it. There hasn't been an original idea in yeah. 50 years. There's there's 12 topics. I, w- I, I had the list at one time. I wish I had the list because if I read it... You could take each one and, you know, you can think about your favorite movie that you think, oh, no, this movie's different. But you could really put it back to this list. There's just 12 topics. But you can do cool things with those 12 topics, and that's why we keep watching movies and thinking that they're new movies. And that's why we continue to be entertained, because somebody takes the 12 topics, one of the 12, and just does something uh just really entertaining about it, or really good about it, and it really, it's the same with these beer recipes. Like you're saying, Doc, that there's yeah. no new recipes. There are maybe new ways to put them together. You change one part of it, things like that. But man, for how many years has this been going on? There's not a new recipe. Give them out, really. Well, and they, yeah, granted, they do have new ingredients coming out, new hops coming out. Sure. It's still, you know, how much... But that's like the equivalent of having computers doing new special effects in movies. It's still the same movie. But they're able to do new things to, to, mm-hmm. to really jazz it up. So the hops are still hops, but they're new hops, and you can get some new flavors out of it. Right. You know. But I still really think that you know they should just 
give the damn recipe. Yeah, I agree. You're not going to brew the same beer. It's not going to yeah. be anything like that. And and yeah, you know, I've only had one beer that actually tastes as close to the commercial that I've ever had. Customer Eric Innes hmm. brewed our uh, black and brutal bitter from okay. Rogue, and I've had the beer before. And he brought his beer, and I'm like, wow. Real That's close, exactly huh? what it's supposed to taste like. I mean, granted, it wasn't the same thing because the yeast was, you know, wasn't different, whatever. But sure. I mean, it was as spot on as you can get. Okay. But yeah. it still wasn't the same. It's still though, different. Yeah. It's just so even if I had my own brew pub yeah. and I got, it would be totally. I, I got his recipe and I went and brewed it on my system. It still would not be the same. Right. Or what? What am I gonna do? Hey, my my, I've got a clone of his by mine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, here's my suggestion about this posting the recipes, because I do think it's a great idea. Um, as far as the past recipes goes, uh, I, I'm going to need somebody's help or, or a lot of your help. Uh, I, I can't do this. I don't have the time. You're going to have to go back and listen to the archives and write down the recipes as they're given and post them in the forum. If uh, you know one or many of the listeners want to do that, I think it'd be a great thing for the forum to have. I I could tell you that I'm gonna do it, but I'm I'm gonna be lying. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I'm lying. I got too many other things to do. What I can do don't don't make is, Justin do it. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. In the future, though, as we have guests in, uh, I can have Daniela or Natty or somebody who's hanging out try to write it down and get it down here in the show, and then I won't need you to go back and listen to the archive. Or if a listener would like to volunteer and and listen real close, go into the chat room, make sure they write it down and get that posted on the forum. That would be great too. Right. Uh, because I do think it's a good idea and would help out to, to I'd like to brew some of those recipes you know that we've had on here and man they go right past me I don't I don't have a single one of them I, I don't have time to write it down nothing but I'd like to you know brew a couple of those guys beers so um, yeah, Vinny was real good about giving those out absolutely so that's my suggestion is if you guys are interested in that and you want it as part of, of your community in the forum there um, if you got any time go back as you're listening to an archive and and you know rewind that segment and write down the recipe post it up um, put it you can put it under the beer radio section or there's even a recipe section there whatever I'll put up a brand new section if you want um, that would be fine so there you go I think that's our listener feedback I had a couple others but um, you know a lot of just a lot of thanks which is cool and not too much criticism which is also cool yeah. although all the criticism helps because it gives us a better show so uh, don't don't shy away from sending that too if you guys have listened in the past you know I, I read those on the air also well, I've actually gotten a lot of feedback on after you finally posted the pictures of my brew house ah yes yes See, I, Justin didn't get around to it for like three weeks. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I've got a lot of lot of people email me. Uh, cool, cool things, and th- thanks for. I think I forwarded you one. Somebody wanted to know about your air cleaning system. I hope you. No, got I didn't that. get that. All right, I'll double. T- I'll go back and check and yeah, send I didn't that get to that you. One. Okay. He, it's, he said it's the one thing that he is uh, always arguing with people about in in brewing his brew house and wants to try to get it right with you. So I'll send okay. you that. Uh, it w- what was it? My HEPA filter? I'm pretty that? sure it was that giant red box yeah, yeah, that's, on your that's ceiling. my HEPA filter. <laughs> I usually only, I don't use that uh, for when I'm brewing. I use it for when I'm doing my uh, yeast culturing okay. or when I'm when I'm doing my uh, yeast starters and things Just like to keep that. it clean. Yeah. It actually might have even been about the uh, fan system you were talking about, okay. too. So, But I'll forward that on to you. And... Um, 
Doc, I think I'm going to give you an email address this week. I hope you don't mind. You can check it or not check it. I don't care. <laughs> Look at that. Um, Coming ooh. up in the world. But that way, because uh, I know you've got a private address that we you may not want out to the world, but we'll give you a Brewing Network address that I will give out to the world. Okay. And, uh, hey, no guarantees. Doc's got other things to do, but if you get around to looking at it, uh, then he can answer your questions there. Otherwise, I'll just try to field them. I'll do my best. During the show. So there you go. Um, okay. We're going to take a quick break. Daniela, uh, is everyone okay with the, with the format of jumping right into the, to the beer stuff? Any, well, any the, comments? The chat in there? is very, very active tonight. We have the luck that, uh, Jamil is actually on the chat room tonight too. He's oh, answering cool. a bunch of questions. We have 27 people in the chat room already. So if anybody wants to lock on, it's really very active, very much beer talk tonight. Cool. And basically no one's going to listen to us because Jamil's in the chat room. Yeah, <laughs> all the questions. I have a gripe with Jamil. Jamil was supposed to send me an email this morning pre 10 o'clock and he never did it like fantasy football jason's pouting i'm, yeah, I'm pissed off at Jamil. What a girl. Jamil, if i lose it's yeah, you're you're coming so down <laughs> does he not only have great beer insights but his fantasy football insights are good too yeah he yeah he, he, he picks them early okay you know, young and early and then lets them go gotcha i know that he is he's told us on the show that uh you know, part of his Sunday ritual is absolutely football. Football, he, you know, yep. He'll brew as long as it doesn't cut into the football. Into the football, right. That's but he's cool. a Chiefs fan, so he, what can he really know? You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. All right, so uh, <laughs> join us in the chat room. You get Jamil in there. That's cool. Uh, plus uh, a whole host of other characters. I love the guys in our chat Me room, and, and sometimes the girls, too. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if there's any in there right now. but Well, maybe uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So we're going to do a quick break. When we come back, we're going to taste Daniela's beer. Right when we get back, I'll pour them over the break, and then we're going to get right into our mini-mesh discussion. So sound good to everybody? Perfect. All right. It's the Brewing Network. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to three guys with one microphone and five gallons of beer. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Man, I'm having all kinds of trouble over here with the board today. <laughs> yeah, I know. You get that look on your face. Like, oh, yeah. oh, and he's grabbing buttons and turning <laughs> things. And <laughs> Check this out, though. I got offered a job at a radio station in San Francisco. Wow. Doing what? Sleeping? Uh, working the board. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> as I, as I fail doing it today. Uh, yeah, I'm going in there to meet the station manager tomorrow. It's a part-time job, so fear not. I'm not leaving the, bre- the brewing network. I'm hoping to do that, uh, instead of waiting tables, and, which would make me a much healthier and happier person. There you go. And then do this the rest of the time. But I'm really excited because that's what I've been looking for since I got out of school, basically, uh, is a little foot in the door at a big station, and it, it's, a. Uh, uh, it's owned by Infinity out there, and it's in the fifth largest market in the country there in San Francisco. So uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow. And well, well, going back to your waiting job, you know, you, you didn't look too hurt when you were like in there. Oh, I put on a good face. Oh, he I, does. Yeah. Uh, I, my wife and I stopped by in there, and, and uh, that was cool. And had, had a couple of beers with Justin there. And that was very nice. No, I actually I thought about that yesterday because I I was uh, I was pretty upbeat working there yesterday. And I was think, and, and first I thought, you know, maybe I'm not as miserable here as I think I am. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm okay bipolar. doing this. And then I realized, <laughs> yeah, there's that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And or really, I just think that I don't like, I don't like public misery. You know what I mean? I don't like it when people go around. How are you doing? And they're like, oh, 
I got this wrong and I got that wrong. You know, and well, they just kind of do that. I'm kind of more to myself. But see, you have you have the remedy. You give them a beer. I give them a beer. Well, I just think that no matter how miserable I am there, I just I I turn it off and I do my thing and I can be upbeat about it if I have to. And then I remember when I'm done how miserable I was doing it. That's <laughs> all. That's what I think. I just kind of go through the motions. Anyway, uh, even though I, uh, you know, did the intro all all beer related and concise, it still took us forty minutes. I just realized. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, right one, right through. But that. it wasn't forty minutes of of random discussion. It was forty minutes of beer discussion. Okay, random. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's usually a little rambling. Going I didn't even do the news. It was forty minutes. Oh dang! I didn't even yeah. I, I, you know what? They're not great stories anyway. I'll do. Uh, how about a real quick overview? Uh, a beer pong update. God, it amazes me how often beer pong's in the news. But I did an update. Uh, you weren't here. I think it was last week okay. that Budweiser started sponsoring a Bud Pong event. Ugh. But uh, of course, they're not allowed to, uh, you know, support binge drinking. So the official Bud Pong rules, which is the same as beer pong, you, you hit the ping pong ball into a cup at the end. If you do it, that guy has to drink. The official Bud Pong rules are: you play with water at a bar. They sponsor these events at a bar. But the official <laughs> rules are that you play with water, right? Well, okay. this week, uh, a mere week later, week after the New York Times posted this article, Budweiser has found out that uh, people were actually playing with beer. And so now they've oh retracted God. their sponsorship of, of Bud Pong. Which is, you know, come on. This is exactly oh, wow. what. This is the discussion I was having with John and Don last week was that it's just ridiculous when these companies, you know, say that they're something that they're not you know <laughs> like we're like we don't know like we're like we really thought you know like some some of us are sitting at home going well maybe they really did think people were going to play with water because that's a fun game <laughs> oh look i'm not hydrated yeah i need to play some water palm yeah i'm gonna make myself pee every six seconds <laughs> ready yeah. go you know i win so. well obviously it was somebody in marketing thought it would be a good idea and then the feedback came back, and the higher-ups didn't like it. Yeah. You think there's a new yeah. position opening in the marketing yeah, department? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, whoever went and talked to New York Times is whose positions open up <laughs> yeah. right now. The scapegoat. Yeah. Someone's going to go down. So I thought that was funny, and uh, we also discussed how it's these sorts of discussions we have that's why Budweiser turned us down to do a spot on the show. <laughs> we don't ever really have good things to say. I'm sorry about that, but <laughs> it's not my yeah, fault. Right. <laughs> it's my fault that's how you run your business. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no revenue coming in from them, huh? Well, we, you know, we, should, we should at least give them equal time. Get them in here. I do. We tried. They won't. They won't come in. They were. Here's what happened. I explained this last week, so I'll do it real quick. Uh, John was uh, exchanging emails with them for quite some time, and, and they were into it. And they have to go through a lot of channels to do something like that. Corporate has to approve. Yeah, they can't make a decision. Um, they've always been very, very much in control of their publicity, all of their media stuff. So so they were going through with that, but they were into it. And it got so far as that the last email exchange was basically give us some dates. Let's see if we can hook something up. So and, they come down with some and, beer, some Budweiser chicks? And well, John sent, them, John sent them a bunch of dates, and uh, a couple weeks went by, and the next email was, you know, sorry, we can't do it. Very short end of communication and we think it's that they went you know they they decided to do a little research went back and listened to our archives <laughs> <laughs> and you know thought that we were going to abuse them on the show which we wouldn't have you know no, no, uh, not at all but that's very much a science over there you, that's what we wanted to talk well, about actually was that part but, that, but that's you got the good stuff i say about them is yeah, how yeah. how much they put into making it yeah. consistent how hard that is to do yeah 
Well, I don't want to drag this out because this is what we said last week too. Same thing is that we actually would have been very good to them, but uh, you know, I think that their guys just heard us say a, a, you know, a bunch of bad things and assumed that we'd get them on here and abuse them. Not at all. But, uh, oh well, maybe somebody else. Maybe we'll get one of the other big guys in here because we we always use use Bud as our scapegoat anyway. So we'll go for one of the other guys that we don't use. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like uh, maybe Bud's best friend Pabst. They love those guys. Uh, that's about it. The other news was just about how kids can recognize beer and cigarettes <laughs> as young as age two. They did a little mock uh, role-playing study uh, where they put kids into a um, like a mock grocery store, and they all picked up cigarettes and beer, among other things. Yeah, well, I'm sure that has everything to do with advertising and nothing to do with parental. <laughs> exactly. Control, right? Well, this thing, this study actually just talks about the parental stuff um, because a lot of the kids would say things like. Um, Here's one. One six-year-old boy offering a Barbie doll a newspaper and cigarettes said, Honey, have some smokes. Do you like smokes? I like smokes. Another person said, uh, <laughs> another, awesome. a four-year-old girl who picked up a pack of camels said, I need this for my man. A man needs cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me in that household there's another man in yeah. six months. Yeah. Crotchrot yeah. sent me this, Something by the, the way. Double uh, wide. Appreciate you sending me some news, uh, Christian. That's cool. Crotchrot, you're in Florida. Are you getting hurricaned out right now? No, Tom? they're waiting for it to get him. Call us up if you tell us if you're just like boarding up your house or something. It's eight 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 four zero one beer. If anyone does want to call up and comment, chat with us, whatever you want to do, uh, that's fine. And join us in the chat room as well. That's about it. It just goes on through that study about how kids can recognize those things as early as age, like two two to six. And it's mostly because parents are having dinner parties and stuff, and they know that you know very shortly after your guest walks into the house, you offer him a glass of wine or a, or a bottle of beer, right? And it, it is a very normal thing in our culture. Um, in in human culture, not just the America. Uh, Social or, or, culture. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but kids pick up on that. You know, they're not. They know not to offer milk. They know to offer wine or beer or well, a cigarette after dinner. It's a very you ancient, know? you know, thing. I mean, that's yeah. what uh, it was very godlike. You know, over yeah. two thousand years ago. Absolutely. And that's, Amen. That's what. Uh, <laughs> that's what you Hallelujah. offer. You don't offer your 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 guest water, mm-hmm. which is probably contaminated. You offer them the best of what you <laughs> have, and that is. Beer. Something without, Beer without bacteria in it. Yeah. <laughs> or at least bacteria that you put in it. There you go. <laughs> a little Brett, but it's good. Yeah. So yeah. I thought it was interesting, though, that it's not just that they're picking up those items, like as if they had seen them on television. It's that they really identify with those items and what those items mm-hmm. mean as early as that. So anyway, thanks again, Christian, for sending me that story. Okay. Daniela's beer sitting in front of you. Woo. It is a, a malty brown. It's actually a recipe uh, from B3. So, uh, Jason, you should be able to compare it to maybe somebody, somebody else's if they've brought it into you. Oh, great. Uh, it is Daniela's first batch. And uh, and I think she says no holds barred, right? Uh, absolutely. Is that true? Give no me, holds barred? Give let it rip. Give me your feedback. Yeah, absolutely. Let it rip. I appreciate your feedback. Would you guys want me to start so you feel more comfortable? Or I want them want to, to start, go start actually. Okay, good. Do it. Scott should start. Doc. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Because we're, we're friends. Yes. Now you're giving all these qualities for the listener. So, you know, you should describe how it looks, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff so the people at home can know what... It's what a nice brown color. It's good. It's, uh, the head uh, stays there, nice lacy kind of head. Something you expect from a brown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of hop aroma. Really malty. Yeah. Uh, it's cold. Yeah, well, it is. <laughs> I like Even it. the first part cold. of the name is malty. Yes. Yeah. Mm. 
the coldness and the and and any carbonation issues uh, would be would be my fault um, <laughs> because I did both of those things. I like all my beer icy cold, and so my fridge stays at the same temp all the time. Um, carbonation, I well, did. It's been, it's been out a little while, so it's not as okay. cold as it probably was, and that that'll help the malt come out. Okay. All right, why don't you get into those flavors there, Doc? What do you think? Very Sounds like Darth Vader's breathing yeah. into the microphone somewhere. Uh, Who is that? Uh, <laughs> not me. It's probably me, and I don't even notice. <laughs> it is me. <laughs> Tastes maybe a little extracty. Yes, exactly. Like a little, uh, like it's not Car- finished fermenting. Like, like it's caramely. Okay. Uh, maybe a little too long. sweet. Okay. Um, how long it's not you, bad. How long did you boil it for? One and a half hours, I think, right? Yeah, you did a 90-minute boil. Yeah. Did. Okay. Yeah, so, good long boil. Uh, if 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 it didn't ferment out, it I would guess it was a, a temperature issue or something because it was in that carboy for a long time, right? For so a very long time, really. Well, it doesn't... Well, that'll, that'll have to do with your extract too sometimes they won't they won't go all the way down okay here's what i think i did wrong with this beer to be quite honest i think it's a a little bit weak in flavor and body and all that i was a little disappointed i thought it would be much stronger and i think it's because we added a lot of water to it to have like the full five gallon yeah and i don't want to stop doing that i don't want to do that again again because i was really disappointed how watery it tasted actually it got better now with the last four days or so but i i don't want to do that again i think that was a mistake actually Mm -hmm. that's one thing that just really gets me some of the people is I, I want five gallons of beer yeah but yeah really it's your original gravity that you're shooting for right if you hit that and you got four and a half gallons stay there right well and i and i took you commented about that last time uh, i was i was told by by john actually that uh, hey yeah go ahead and fill it over the five gallon mark so that you get you want a five gallon batch so i said okay and i never thought twice about it <laughs> until i started thinking about it more and more and then i mentioned it on the air a couple weeks ago and you said yeah you're still in that phase where you want five gallons instead of good beer and i actually thought no i'm actually not in that phase i do want good beer i just never thought to stop doing it because i was told to do that so Mm -hmm. this batch i just brewed when we talk about my mini mash i didn't do it however daniela's was the batch we brewed prior to that and we did overfill past the five gallon mark enough to make up for the tube that was going to have to sit at the bottom but it's not that i mean it it, it tastes pretty good watered down i don't feel like it feels watered down not at all really not at all it it was really worse like four days ago which is funny too that the beer changes so much still that's really amazing to me to see that now yeah. it's it's yeah. it amazes me. I'm I'm totally excited about brewing now. Yeah, the, car- the carbonation brings it up a lot, and, yeah. and I think it's a good level of carbonation. I like them a little more sparkly. Me too. Yeah. And uh, it lands, it gets it off your tongue if it's really if you really malty at first. Right. A lot of carbonation will help peel it off your tongue. You know, yeah. Not just laying on your tongue. Right. I think it's a pretty good beer. Really? I was yeah. thinking about. Are you the serious? Ma- uh, I was wow. thinking about the malty extracty taste too. That the it doesn't finish re- real dry at all, mm-hmm. and I, I think it would be better if it if and how would we have done like it'd be better if it did finish drier. Then then the malt is okay because it's a nice brown ale. It should be malty, but well, to to me it tastes like there's some scorching. Okay, issues. yeah, but, yeah. There's like a soy sauce kind of. So we so ninety minute boil too long kind of scorching. Uh, maybe not too long, but just. Um, there, what you didn't get everything off the bottom of the kettle, maybe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like when, when you when you drained it out and cleaned it out, was there? No. Really. Uh, also, Same it, as when you're uh, putting the extract in there, it will 
it was, you use liquid extract, it'll just go right to the bottom. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't dissolve on the way down, it goes to the bottom and sticks it, and it can char down mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, you did your stir and I everything. Did, I stirred. I try to stir constantly because I'm aware of that, actually. But maybe, you know, you still lose something. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, well, another way is to, to put uh, extract late. Hmm. You don't need to boil it 90 minutes. You can boil the water and the hops for 90 minutes and mm-hmm. put this in in the last half an hour or so. Mm-hmm. And you get a lot less of that caramely kind of, kind of burnt kind of taste to it. Mm-hmm. But as far as, you know, for a brown, it kind of masks it pretty well. Mm-hmm. There, you know, there's no contamination issues with no, this. No, it's clean beer. It's clean. Which, good. Is, which is surprising yeah. to me, actually. Uh, <laughs> because well, I left it in the carboy for like eight weeks. <laughs> so, there's no, yeah, yeah. so there's no really, really off things with, you know, cart with uh, any kind of contamination the i think the mouth feels fine for yeah. this it's it's a good body to it uh, are you guys just being nice no no no, <laughs> right, pr- no. I, i'm gonna ask you this question i'm gonna put it to i wouldn't talk this much if i was gonna be nice because <laughs> <laughs> okay, i've got a new i've got a, a, a new standard i'm gonna give to homebrew also just another thing to add to how i evaluate them and i'm gonna ask this of you doc and then i'll tell you my answer Okay. And that is, if you had tasted this at the homebrew festival we were at a couple of weeks ago, among all those bad beers we tasted, and some okay beers, among all the beers that we took some drinks and then dumped them out, would and, and they poured you a half a glass, would you have finished it, or would you have dumped it? It kind of would have been. It depends on when it was, because uh, as I was getting along the row, I was getting full. <laughs> Well, and, just think of it um, in terms d- d- of flavor, though. Would you have said, you know, mm, I don't want to drink that? No, I would have drank this. You would have drank I it? I would have drank this. Because this was still, this is better than a lot of those yeah. other ones out there. Yeah. Uh, I would have drank it, too. That's That uh, was my, I really thought of, I see, I honestly sat and thought of that because I wanted to know, is it one of these homebrews that the, that I was complaining about the whole time there, or, or would I have finished it? And, Daniela, I would have finished this beer. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, really? Yeah. I would have finished this one, too. Really? Mm-hmm. Are you guys proud of me? Yes, I am. Oh, it's my first batch. I'm really, I'm really I, excited should, about it. You should do the same beer mm-hmm. with a mini mash next. Really? It is. No, she did mini mash. In fact, in this or in this, in, in this, this, yeah. yeah. Uh, in fact, it was uh, probably with the faulty thermometer I used on my yeah. last mini mash, and 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 she could probably do it again and really get those temperatures more accurate too. And I. I near, I dialed in my mini mash process was, too. Was so. it too hot? It was. Yeah. It was, that, that's yeah. why I didn't finish dry enough. Okay. Oh, really? It was. Oh, it was. It was okay. uh, definitely too hot. Yeah. If you keep the keep the temperature down during the mash, right. it'll it'll ferment out a lot better and a lot drier. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Okay. I didn't know you did a mini mash with this. Yeah, she so. did. She went straight to mini mash. She wanted to. She's like, yeah. But I in that kit, there's only two pounds or three pounds of base malt. But it really. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I mean. In all grain, yeah, but in a mini mesh, is that that? That's, I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. I'm just asking. Mm-hmm. Well, you're getting half your fermentables out of it. Yeah, maybe it could be a little less. I on think there's like six pounds of extract in that in that kit. I don't remember. She lost yeah. her uh, recipe. Sheet. Yeah, I really, I lost it. I don't know where it is. <laughs> you guys are you guys are, are on the money, man. <laughs> Faulty thermometers, too hot, no yeah. recipe sheet. Well, yeah. he dropped Dilute the thermometer. Eight week fermentation. <laughs> yeah. Well, but hey. the eight, eight weeks ama- apparently didn't harm at all. It's amazing <laughs> that you can even drink any of our beer. <laughs> it absolutely astonishes me no, it when is, it comes out drinkable. It's it is clean. Uh, yeah. it, it's pretty clear too. I mean, I'm I'm mm-hmm. actually pretty surprised. Mm-hmm. Well, eight weeks in a fermenter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's good. Good job. But actually, it's sitting sitting on the yeast that long. I'm surprised it's 
Was no. this the one that you entered in the competition? No, I'm not going to enter anything. I'm not ready. I'm going to enter something next year, and that's going to be like spectacular. I thought you were doing this for the uh, <laughs> Queen of Beer. She was. She but was. But then I, I read was, the guidelines, yeah. and uh, we we it would have been illegal because she brewed the beer, but I advised her like uh, uh you know ma- okay this is the part in the process and stuff like that. You're not allowed to do any of that in the Queen of Beer. You're right. not allowed to take any advice whatsoever. Had I, Doc had a great idea. Had I written down all my advice, given it to a female, and then that female gave it to her, <laughs> yeah. it would have been totally acceptable. There's always a workaround. It would have been acceptable. Written it yeah, down, but I posted have it on the fridge it. for you. Uh, no, it, it would have had no. to be, it has to be uh, uh, relayed by another female. Right, so he would have taught, he would have, he would have taught the, the other female. Yes. How to brew, yeah. and she would have relayed all her knowledge yes. to Danielle. And then it would have been completely legal to uh, to put on. But, uh, yeah, we could not have entered it because it would have been And that's not me either. You know, I think it's good that you have to Wait do it minute. by yourself. You helped me. You you supported me with your advice. I did everything myself. Like, I did it, but he helped me. He explained a lot of things to me. So that's not me brewing it. So I'm going to learn how to brew by myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read a book. I just asked uh, some people for advice on books. Cool. I'm going to do everything by myself. I'm not going to use a kit either. I want to design my own recipe oh, and then certainly I'm not gonna um, bring my beer to a competition for only girls I'm gonna do the real stuff with <laughs> men <Ooh>. and females <laughs> I, I, I just had a thought yeah. you know is it still illegal because you're gay right the queen of beers <laughs> if the guy who told you is super you effeminate answer with the queen that's that true the queen of beers that's true that's true uh, I could have taken estrogen pills for a week and uh, grow some boobs and even more gay what do you think about my beer now, so like in general, uh, it's definitely better than it was uh, when we first tried it. I think I've, so too. Honestly, I've been drinking it all day. <laughs> I, it's like my oh. fourth glass. I think it's really good. But I knew anyway that you would love it. Yeah. Why is that? <laughs> because you're cute. Because you have to. <laughs> Not at all. I would totally would have told you. He would. If, like when I cook shitty stuff, he tells yeah. me. <laughs> if this was swill, you'd know it. <laughs> because I say it to my about my own beer. If it's swill, I don't. You know, I I wish I could do it to everybody all the time. I, I got know. no problem saying, "Hey, that's bad news." <laughs> yeah, he would be really so straightforward with me. Absolutely. But I'm happy. I'm really relieved. You guys don't think it's. For puking, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. still sitting here. Nobody spit it out yet, so that's I mean, pretty good. I puked a little bit in my mouth, but <laughs> I Did you? Yeah, but yeah. you kept it inside. That's yeah. good. Well, there's no bucket. No, it, it's, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Actually, my first kit was a, was a red, and it sucked. Oh, really? Oh, it totally my, sucked. My Jamil told me even that his first batch sucked, too. My his last batch my first sucked. Batch, <laughs> hey, really? My first batch was a brown ale, like uh-huh. this, and it sucked. Really? I liked it, but you know what? It sucked. You know what? My first wow. batch was awesome. It was, yeah. No, my <laughs> and I and I still went back at it. Wow, yeah. does that mean I'm gonna make better beer than you do eventually? <laughs> because I start off better. So let's not get crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thank you guys for taking the time and trying my beer. Really appreciate it. Thank you for giving it to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was great. Nice work. Good job, Daniela. Thank you. And for her first batch, uh, all information has come from this show on that on that beer. So if it was terrible, we would be failing at our jobs here, Doc. So it's a good thing just like based it. on that. Hey, I got good news for I you. I bought worse beer than that. I, I agree. I have some good feedback from you. Good. I was talking to you uh, this past weekend. I was at uh, the Firestone Walker Oktoberfest. Yeah. Hanging out with uh, Matt. The brewer who doesn't hate you guys, by the way, and who, <laughs> who really does want to come back. Oh, cool! Very uh, good. <laughs> we're not all hammered. No, he, he was he was our guest on the Drunken Show. If you don't know, and uh, he was talking to Vinny at uh, Russian River, and he said uh, Vinny had a great time, and he gets actually a lot of phone calls based on people 
hearing him. Nice from the from the show. That's cool. So and so Matt Matt is is talking about you guys uh, down in the Central Coast. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, there's a there's a few people doing that, and I appreciate that. Uh, those guys I mentioned, I think it was last week. Uh, some brewers who listen to the show from New York sent me a a great email. Uh, I hope I responded to it. If I didn't, I apologize because I, I wrote it in my head at least. I maybe <laughs> just didn't type it out. But basically, they came down and, and tried to, they went and they visited John at the, at the beer shop. They're just here on vacation. And they tried to catch me where I work, but I wasn't working that day. But they did a little brewery tour. And the only breweries they went to, at least what they mentioned to me, were the guys that they heard on this show. So they went to Lagunitas, who was one of our very first guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not our very, f- oh no, uh, Morgan Tri- was our Rock. first. Um, no, they didn't. They they went to Lagunitas and they went to uh, Russian River. I think they must have been up in that area, okay. probably going yeah. to the Redwoods mm-hmm. and things like that. So you can go up the coast there. And they went to Lagunitas and they went to. They missed Vinny by ten minutes. Um, oh. But I thought that's cool. And man, does that help out the Brewing Network? You go into these brew pubs and you say, "Hey, we're here because we heard you on the Brewing Network." Justin Santos. Oh man, you got no idea what that's going to do for the future of the Brewing Network and keeping us alive around here. So uh, thank you. to them and, and thank you to everybody who does that kind of thing you know and these brewers too matt included and Vinny, they they go talking and that that's going to help us out it's going to keep us alive so cool stuff all right why don't we start talking mini mash you guys are all right with that sure, sure. um actually though we gotta it's six o'clock and i said that i would do, we said we'd do the tasting right around the six yeah, o'clock you hour. know if we don't those beers sitting at the home guys yeah it's not gonna be there yeah so why don't we do that because i said we would and that way maybe some people are probably just hanging out to do that uh are your palate you need something to clean your palate um, like, like uh water <laughs> no i'm good how about i mean i can do a real quick song and we can just get out our samuel adams yeah, yeah why don't we because we gotta get it out and uh, okay stuff. so just it, it's a it's a quick break i mean it. i'm gonna do what do i got here i got a three minute song so what everybody song? at home just do something by the ramones what song do you uh know? i got uh, i got <laughs> willie nelson i got a little whiskey river by oh, willie good. nelson nice. will that be all right um clean your palate at home try to uh, eat a piece of bread a cracker if you have it um otherwise at least just you know clean it out with some water lick some carbs. get your Samuel Adams. Now you're going to want that in a in a nice clean glass, uh, one that's that's clear. Uh, don't drink it out of the bottle because you're going to get a different flavor profile, I think, than what we're going to be describing yeah, here. We're it's hard to get, get aroma out of that. So if you picked up your Samuel Adams Boston Lager, like we told you to, you did your homework. Get that out. Get a nice clean glass. Pour it. Clean your palate. We'll be back in three and a half minutes. We'll do our tasting, and then we'll go right into mini mash. We shouldn't have to take too many more breaks after that. Everybody cool? Cool. All right. Brewing Network, Samuel Adams Tasting, our first commercial tasting coming right up. This is uh, Willie Nelson, Whiskey River. Whiskey River, take my mind. All right, we're back. A little abrupt intro there. How about that? Okay, so we got ours poured. Hope you do, too. It's your Samuel Adams Boston Lager tasting. And uh, we've, we've got ours, uh, like I said, in a nice glass. You can't do it in the bottle. You're going to need to look at it. Um, I want to start with this. We were just having a, a quick discussion bef- uh, during the break uh, of... What's the closest? I, I want to read some of the style guidelines. So I'm curious what the closest. I, I had thought that it would fit, uh, other than the color, uh, under the American Lager category somewhere. Um, but but Doc is saying maybe not. Um, and, and 
JP was thinking so too. What what is I the, I'd say it almost even tastes along the lines of an Oktoberfest. At least this one does. Hmm. Um, but it's got that that kind of a cardboardy flavor. Okay. To it, but it's supposed to be loosely based on a pilsner. It's got caramel malt in it. Uh, they dry hop it. It's Hallertau and uh, Tet. Tetanang, yeah. And they dry hop it. They mostly two row with some caramel. Yeah. So what category would you put it in, JP? Would you, if you were given a style guideline, what would they enter it under? Oh, uh, uh, amber lager. They would enter it under yeah. an amber lager. I mean, so should we read those? Because I'm wondering if we should judge it based on a style like that, is you know, to help us and help the the listeners' palate kind of figure that out. Because I got, I can pull up the amber lager right here. Yeah, do that. Yeah. You think that that's the close? That's what they would uh, judge it under, right there. Well, if we're gonna put it in a con- what, what depends on what we're doing here? Are we just tearing it apart, or are we actually, you know, judging it as if it was in a competition? No, we're gonna, we're, you're gonna uh, just help figure out what tastes we're tasting, which part of which hops, which part of the process maybe you can taste in there. Uh, you know how you can tell if that's two row, you know, things like that. Some of the some of the distinct because Samuel Adams. Uh, if if nothing else, what I do like about it is that it has a, sti- a distinct flavor that you're not going to find in another beer. And if we can pick out what those flavors are and help the listeners know, that's what we're going to do to improve people's palates. So we're also going to get a lot of things across the board too. Uh, some of these beers haven't been aged well; been sitting on the floor somewhere. Right. So whoever's got them at home, it's going to be a little different than what we have. This is actually pretty tastes pretty fresh for some of the Sam Adams that I've. I'm had. just talking about anybody else on the East Coast that's maybe drinking drinking with us. It no, might that, not yeah, be the same thing. that's what I'm saying. I mean, I've had a lot of Sam Adams with a bottle that's just raisiny and just tastes horrible. Yep. This one's not. No, no, it's actually pretty good. I can't find the. Uh, I had it because I was already for American Lager. No, but it's not. You're saying Amber Lager, which I don't even see here. Oh, there it is. European Amber Lager. I'd probably go with that. Oktoberfest Martin or Vienna Lager? Those are the two things under yeah, European. I'd, I'd probably go more with that. It does have an Oktoberfesty. Yeah. yeah, it does have that Oktoberfesty kind of thing on the back of my. But tongue. it has it has it has a real crisp yeah. finish. So I mean, yeah, it does. It's not. Uh, that, those are the differences of yeast. It's I not think, a dark American you know? Lager. Mm-mm. That'll okay. be like a. All know. right, then we're gonna go Oktoberfest Martin. Um, Possibly a Vienna, but or a Vienna. It's okay. They're both very similar in the style guidelines, so it's going to be okay. It's not uh, as malty as Hey, Jamil, if you want to call and help us out here, buddy, feel free. Go. 888-401-BEER. I hope you got your Sam Adams in front of you, but uh, you've had one anyway, so you could maybe tell us exactly what class you, you'd put this under. That would help us He's out. He's probably drinking tea or something. 888-401-BEER. <laughs> okay. So aroma, rich German malt aroma, light, moderate, toasted malt is often present. Uh, clean raw, uh, lager aroma. No fruity esters or diacetyl. Um, no, there's fruity. I, I get from the yeast, I think. You're yeah, there's, a little, there's some fruit, yeah. I'm just reading you the style guide. Oh, I'm sorry. Now, I haven't even tasted it I'm yet. I'm going to shut my mouth. I'm reading you the style guide. It's, this says that caramel aroma is, is inappropriate. So uh, it It's would, not aroma. It would do rough. It's, it's a flavor. It's a flavor. Okay. No, there's no, no right. the aroma's not there. Okay. And the, a flavor under the guideline is initial malty sweetness, uh, moderately dry finish. By the way, Darth Vader's back in the room again. Who is that? I think it's Jason. Uh, hop bitterness is moderate. Noble hop flavor, low to none. Uh, balance is toward malt. Finish is not sweet. And noticeable caramel or roasted flavors are inappropriate. Clean lager character with no diacetyl or fruity esters. 
All right, let's go ahead and just give it a taste because it's not going to fit under exactly one of these categories, I think, unless no. uh, unless Jamil has some insight to that. Um, color uh, already it, it could, is is definitely lighter than your average American or darker rather than your average American lager, more toward a pale ale, which I've always thought about uh, Boston lager and thought it was interesting that they called it you know Boston lager, but that it looked like a you know looks like a pale ale. Of course, it's mm-hmm. not an ale. Um, so you already got that carbonation on this particular one is pretty pretty low as far uh, visually. You know, you only seeing a little bit uh, coming up there. Give me a little taste here. Mm, get your meal on line here too. You there, Jamil? Yeah. Hey, buddy, how are you? What's up, friend? Great. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Sure. Do you have your Boston Lager with you? Hmm. No, I don't. But I've I've You've had, had it on the East Coast in the brew pubs, and uh, oh, okay. I've had it on the West Coast, and mm. in between, and okay. all over. Cool. So you 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 know your stuff, Doc. You are already complaining about this. Mine's not bad, man. <laughs> I, I, I really it's, get, it's getting better as I as I'm going down the glass. Okay. Uh, but my first impression, I, I just did not like this bottle. All right. So if you're at home, you know you're probably already doing it. But go ahead and take your drink. Um, you know, take your smell. Smell it. You know the aroma. I'm going to tell you, Doc. While it's not as as present as yours, it's it's similar to your pilsner, and and it's that it's those noble hops I think that I'm picking up. But Absolutely, it's, uh, yeah. It, same thing. Okay, you're right. It's really uh, the noble hops to me have an, a, a very different hop aroma in in that they're well they're not as hoppy, if for lack of a better word. It's a cleaner. There's no citrus or yeah. pineapple or anything. It's just maybe spicy. Well, a like bit. a little. Yeah, the spiciness is definitely, that's part of it, I think. You're right. So that's a good way to, uh, you know, if you're an untrained palate wondering what that is, even in the aroma, is there's definitely a spiciness in the, in the noble hops. As Doc was saying earlier, um, there is Hallertau and Tetnang are the hops they use in this. Um, I posted a homebrew recipe that did a dry hop with Cascade as well, and I don't imagine that's part of the original recipe, no. but it could be. They could have left that out. Um, Jamil, what do you have to say about what class this might be under? Uh, it's it's similar to, uh, you know, it's kind of a cross between a, a, a Pilsner and an Oktoberfest. It's uh, okay. got a little more hops than most of the uh, classic uh, Oktoberfests, but uh, not as much malt either. So it's kind of a, a tweener beer. Mm. The thing I really love about it is it's fairly consistent in my experience across across the country yeah and uh you can get a lot of places and it actually is a really good beer and and and, uh you know compared to uh just about anything else you can get and uh i think uh they do a good job with it i you know the interesting thing about those hops um in the united states uh when the hop producers you know get the hops they they rip them right off the vine, and they immediately process them, and, you know, they store them frozen, and, uh, you know, they're minutes from field to freezer. Right. And there's some uh, volatile uh, aromatics that uh, get trapped in there when they, they freeze them. They do such a good job of it in the U.S. that uh, there's a big difference between the European suppliers and the American suppliers. And the European suppliers, they leave them out for a while, and a lot of those volatiles go off. And uh, uh, certain brewers around the world, when they get American hops, they they think it has a stinky American hop mm. aroma, and it's just the American hop producers doing such a good job of 
of uh, protecting keep, those hops. Keeping all the good point. stuff. Right. So they, they let it sit out for a couple of weeks, and it gets what's called that European uh, uh, signature, where they, they feel it's a little more mellow. And so uh, okay. if you're trying to reproduce something like a, a German lager or something, where uh, even with your noble hops and you use an American-grown uh, variety, uh, you might let it uh, sit out warm for a couple hours uh, before you brew and uh, uh, let that off-gas. Okay. Uh, I can't remember the name of the compound right now, but... That's a good idea. I, I can look it up out. if you're interested. I do notice uh, a little bit of a flowery character in the ta- in the flavor also. And yeah, I, I think you're you're right on the money with the spicy, flowery, and, uh, you know, the noble hops and the similarity between the sauce that uh, uh, Scott used in, in his uh, okay. classic and the, and the hops that they're using. Um, I thought the flowery wasn't necessarily part of noble hops. Sure. It sure. is. Okay. Yeah. All right. uh, and, and it has quite a bit of hop character compared to, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of other pilsners. Right. Doc, you said that, y- that you know they dry hop. Do you know what they dry hop with? Or you, no. you, th- you don't. No. But you know they do dry hop it also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and this is what I was thinking about this beer is it's got a lot of characteristics of an Oktoberfest yeah. and a pilsner. Uh, yeah. It's just not as malty as an Oktoberfest, but it's got the it's got a really similar flavor profile. Yeah, kind of a it. tweener. Yeah, yeah, because it, well, I wouldn't call it malty, but I would definitely say that it's sweet. It has a sweet flavor in there. So what's that? That's not that's not malty, but sweet. It's the same thing. Well, it's just a matter that. of degree. Okay. Uh, and, you know, you push the malty side of it, hmm. and you're, you're pushing away from dry. Yeah. But you know, it doesn't have to be chewy to be malty. Right. I got gotcha. you. Because to me, it's actually one of the things I I don't like about Sam Adams is that I, I think it tends to be sweet. I mean, if I'm at a if I'm at a bar in the middle of the country and I can't get a good microbrew, I'll grab a Sam Adams, right? But if I'm at a bar that's got something else, I won't. And it's because it's it's of that sweetness that I think it has in there. For me, it's it's that in the carbonation that it's not carbonated no, enough. No, I think it's a little overcarbonated. Do you draft at least? Okay, in my opinion. Now there's a Which lot of other matter. Sam Adams <laughs> brews too. Yep. We chose this one um, because I think it's the most readily available. Yeah, it's pretty ubiquitous. Um, it's, yeah. Doc, you just look offended that we made you drink commercial <laughs> brew. <laughs> you just sit here like, I can't believe you're making me drink commercial swill. <laughs> I, I buy a lot of commercial swill. Okay. Not Sam Adams. But, uh, and, you know, I'll, I will, if I'm in a bar like you and, and there's nothing else on tap that I, I want a chance, yeah. I'll probably go with the Sam Adams. Okay. It's gotten me through a lot of airports. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. It's yeah, the airport yeah. thing. I got you yeah. there, too. And a couple of airports, I think Atlanta has a uh, Sam Adams uh, pub in it. And uh, they have, you know, like a half dozen or eight different uh, Sam Adams beers on and, and some good food. And it's, uh, you know, you could do a lot worse. Okay. Uh, some of the, uh, I, I just, I took this right off of the Sam Adams site. Uh all two-row barley that they're using there for their base. Um, they describe it as a wide range of floral, piney, and citrus notes. I'm not sure if I'm getting the piney. Or the citrus. Yeah. Uh, I get the citrus, I guess, in the in the aroma, like uh, um, um, that, that Jamil was saying. Maybe that's what I'm smelling. I get the piney in the finish, but I definitely don't get citrus. Okay. All right. Uh, a lingering smooth finish. It does linger. <laughs> uh, I, 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 yeah, smooth. I'd say, uh, exactly. It just kind of lays on the back of your tongue with 
I'll give it that. Um, all right. Is there anything else that you guys want to point out specifically about this beer that you're tasting that you can maybe help a listener, uh, you know, figure out where that's coming from? You know, any part of the malt or, I mean, I know. I think it's very yeast driven is, is mm-hmm. you know, this, this brew. Okay. I get a lot of, it's a lot from the yeast and yeast selection uh, right. when you're brewing. Um, the fruity character. Yeah, and my Oktoberfest tastes a lot like this in the on the the back finish. Okay, of it, and I, I really think it's from the from the, the yeast. So aside from say you know citrusy flavors that can come from hops, do uh, is it mostly when you're getting fruity flavors out of a beer like this? Uh, it, it mostly coming from the yeast then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's, it it can be also from temperature and things, but uh, generally with Certain yeasts are going to give different flavor profiles. Right. Um, you can push that to the limit by pushing their temperature or stressing the yeast, too. Okay. But uh, uh, Southern German lager tastes a lot like this. Okay. That, that yeast gives us kind of profile. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, here's what I'm going to do, I think, for the, for future tastings, um, just as a, as a brief side note. I thought that it would be kind of best to have us come in here and all taste it together, you know, right at once, along with the listener. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking I might have you guys do it beforehand and, and write some things down, a little, you know, a few notes, uh, so that you're more ready to pick out, uh, you know, just a few of those things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be better. Uh, I did, I was kind of experimenting with it, thought that we'd do it all, you know, and I think it's okay. Uh, Jamil, I appreciate you calling in and helping. Sure. Uh, Even though you weren't drinking it with us. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Uh, but I do appreciate that, and, and actually, I, I encourage you anytime you're listening, we're going to do it weekly, so if you're ever just hanging out, uh, and listening, please call in during this segment. Um, and I think we'll do that. I think we'll taste it beforehand, too, and get some notes down and then do the listener tasting. And I'm actually going to encourage listeners to do the same and think about what you're tasting that you don't know what it is. Because I'm I'm trying to ask the questions for you, I think. Mm-hmm. And I have some of them, but, but I obviously am not in in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you were. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but even might be a good idea is to have a, the BJCP... Sheet, score sheet, judge sheet. Right, and just judge it down the list beforehand yeah. and have that well, ready to go. Well, it's two different things we're trying to do here. Yeah. Uh, one is trying to teach people what flavors we're tasting, and the other one is trying to judge it as far as uh, the contest goes. Right. Well, I just wanted it to go, you know, is it, does it meet the style at all? And, no. Kind of, but it's hard with Sam Adams, I guess, since it's a, a middle style it's, it's there. A, yeah, it's very tween. Well, you might pick a beers that have extremes of the flavors and then yeah. uh, help people pick those out. So right. Start to identify those. I think our difficulty we're just going to have, I'm, I'm going to try real hard to do exactly, that's what I wanted to do. Uh, uh, one difficulty we're going to run into is availability for the, for the masses, you know, certainly with yeah. these extreme beers. But uh, I'm going to try to do that. I'm going to really look around and, and try to find the best. So for next week, uh, I'm going to post it up real soon. And I suggest uh, everybody go out and buy it early and taste it and write some things down. And we're going to do the same and then talk about it next week. Yep. One interesting thing about this beer, Jamil, I'm not sure if you know anything about this uh, being a judge. Uh, just some things I found from the GABF. You know, it was it, Sam Adams has always touted that it, ha- that it won best beer in America, right? And it won it for several years in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And the GABF, because the, uh, that particular category was shrouded in so much controversy as far as ballot stuffing, and right. not not just for Sam Adams, but dating back to like a battle between Budweiser and Paps back in the late 1800s, uh, of who Paps ended up getting the best beer in, in America. 
and a Budweiser disputed it for a good two years. <laughs> you know, they had voted for two subsequent years, and Budweiser was still disputing the one from the original year. And anyway, uh, the category always had so many different uh, controversies about ballot stuffing that they took it right out of the GABF, which I just thought was an interesting thing. And I even said that Sam Adams might have done some ballot stuffing as far as becoming the best beer in America. But uh, I kind of like the category. It's like best of show, right? Well, but, they used to have like uh, women in bikinis and stuff. Oh, is that right? Yeah, vote, yeah. That's awesome. You know, I, that's <laughs> funny. I, w- I used to do uh, Battle of the Bands when I was in bands, and I would always get dancers. I'd, I'd go find all the hot chicks I could and say, hey, just dance to our song. Like routines, like real like cheerleaders yeah. dancing in front. I'd win every time I did that. <laughs> every time. That's smart of the brewers to do that. <laughs> I just thought it was an interesting side note about Sam Adams that they, you know, that's that's still one of their big claims to fame. Best beer and voted best beer in America, but it was back in the eighties and it shrouded uh, in controversy. Uh, or you know, was it they won one year and now there's no? They won several years. And so I don't know how many exactly, but they did win over several years in the eighties, uh, just before the microbrew boom. I'm assuming. Okay. And uh, well, they did help the whole microbrew. Absolutely. Brew. Oh yeah. So. Absolutely. I think you might want to scratch Sam Adams off your guest list. <laughs> Actually, I was just going to follow up with, I don't have bad things to say about Sam Adams. I, I, I still do consider them uh, a microbrew. I think one of the biggest differences about Sam Adams and, and say, um, I don't know, I want to say a lesser microbrew than Sierra Nevada. Sam Adams chose to spend their advertising dollars on television ads. Your average microbrew, in fact, I, I can't really name many at all, that spent any of their advertising dollars on television ads. And as soon as you start seeing something on television, Pete's you stop Pete's. There you go. But they're a microbrew as well. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you see something on TV, you stop thinking of it as small. I mean, imagine if imagine if on primetime television you started seeing Brewing Network commercials, really well done Brewing Network commercials <laughs> with right? chicks in bikinis, with chicks in bikinis, and like and Doctor Scott in front of a professional microphone with like a full, you know, like brewery behind him, right? You'd stop thinking of us as the idiots that we are until you listened, of course. But, <laughs> but for that... Those, those big brewers like Sam Adams, uh, uh, you know, uh, the big brewers don't tend to support the homebrew industry very very much, but Sam Adams does, and they take out ads in the homebrew magazines and yeah, stuff like right. that. So, right. Uh, uh, you got to give props for that. Yeah. They uh, they sponsor the Nikasi every year. There you go. The Nationals. That's right. Yeah, they're, they're Jamil's very familiar with that. They got their... <laughs> yeah. Their... their uh, they understand where you know the value of homebrewers, and they yeah. they have uh, still have that mentality, which is great. Mm-hmm. I like them. I'm hoping to get them on the show. Not just I'm not saying that because I want them on the show. I do like Sam Adams, and I think that they've uh, stuck to some pretty uh, uh, lofty principles in the brewing industry. Well, they've, done a, they've done a lot for the industry. They've done a lot to get better beer out there. Yeah, yeah, uh, all that kind well, of stuff. How many mega brewers are making a 25 percent alcohol beer? <laughs> No, um, that seems pretty uh, pretty craft brew to me. Yeah. Hey, I got a question from the chat room. A little controversy. I can interrupt you. <laughs> They're wondering if we should have gotten Sam Adams' permission for a, to do a public tasting. Ooh. <laughs> I actually thought about it during the week. Permission. No, I guess we'd I, have I to be making so money either. on it yeah. to do that. Well, I wanted to actually write them and say, hey, you know. Like it or not, we're going to taste your beer on the air on Sunday. We got lots of people tuned in, and if you'd like to give some input, you know. Um, do it. But then I, I, I did think of the other thing that I might not want to draw too much attention until I'm sure that all of this is, is kosher, that we're allowed to do all these commercial tasting. Because what we're doing is advertising. The, it's basically using the name. That's the problem, not tasting the beer. If I could have said, you know, 
like rhymed the name of the beer with something, then it's I know for sure it's totally legal. Right? A beer from Boston. Yeah, we're gonna taste a, this a very Boston popular lager beer. Exactly. Uh, so until I find out, I won't be able to invite commercial brewers to participate. But I will if I if I, as soon as I find out it's legal. Um, I want to get some monks in here. <laughs> <laughs> they so. don't talk. That's bad radio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey Jamil, thanks again for calling in. All right, now right, we'll talk to you later. See you, Jamil. All right, there you go. So there you go. That's our first commercial tasting, and, and not bad. I think it was a good choice to start with moderate. And uh, Jamil's right. We're, we're going to go for some extreme ones. I just got to find them that everyone can can find them at their local shop. I don't want you guys to be missing out. So we'll try to do that. All right, mini mash. Everybody good with that? Uh, I got a couple. No, I forgot all about that. Yeah, we got to get into the uh, mini <laughs> okay. mash show. And, are these questions over here that are still from the tasting? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think it tastes minerally, the Sam Adams? Yes, I do. You do? You yeah. get that mineral mm-hmm. taste in there? Yes. Okay. And that could just be from where they got the water. Okay. I don't know if they're doing water treatment. Most of the big guys don't. They just filter it and take it off the tap. Right. Uh, but probably that's going to be from wherever the water came in. And I did get that. Okay. And this other one was wanting us to identify the flavors, not just fit the style. But I hope that was old because yeah. we ended up doing the flavors, yeah. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. And uh, this one's too long for me to read right now. So uh, <laughs> let's go right into <laughs> Mini Match. He's only a caveman. <laughs> That's right. It well, if you want 45 him. seconds of silence while I decipher Daniela's uh, hieroglyphics, I could do that. <laughs> but otherwise. <laughs> well, that's not uh, for the tasting anyway. It's a very interesting question, though. For Mini Match? Mm-hmm. If somebody needs help with his beer and needs uh, help with improvement of his beer. Okay. So whenever like you get a chance. That's why we're here. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll do this mini mash, and then I'll have a chance to read it at the break, and so we Sounds can answer it. Sounds great. All right, very good. Um, okay, a couple of things to do with mini mash, and some things I saw on the forum this week about it. Mini mash, also known as partial mash, if you want to call it that. Mini whatever. Mash. Yeah, I like mini mash. <laughs> mini mash. <laughs> Let me go back to Daniela's beer now. By the way, <gasps> thank you, Justin. Mm. Mm, so good. <sighs> <laughs> okay, some of the issues raised about mini mash. Um, was certainly why would you do mini mash? And I thought that that's a good a good place to start. Why do a partial mash? It's a, um, I think it's a, it's a great step up. Oh wait, uh, before you get to that, Doc, I want your I want your answer that you always give me when I say why the hell would you do that? Because you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually put that in my notes today yeah. because I it always kind of catches me off guard. I'm I'm looking for this long answer, and I asked Doc, you know, why the hell would you do that? particular part of the process when you don't have to and his answer is always i mean he gives me a better one afterward but first because you can <laughs> <'Cause dude. you laughs> so uh that's definitely a reason why you should partial mash because um it's speaking directly to extract brewers you can with pretty much the equipment that you have yeah. right mm-hmm. there already you'll have to uh, gather some of your wife's pots and pans yeah. but, uh, but other than that you can yeah. do it without having to go spend Virtually any money, maybe right. a mesh bag, but there's ways to do it even without. You can do that. It with a colander, a colander too. You can do that. Um, so there you go. So first thing, and, and then go ahead, Doc. The other you wanted to get into the other reasons <laughs> why you would part the mesh. I, I thought it was just a given. <laughs> you can, <laughs> yeah. Uh, mainly, it's it's just a good stepping stone. A lot of people are kind of reluctant to go right to uh, all grain because of the equipment, the expense of everything, yeah. the time, and just it's more complicated, but. With a mini mash, you can really augment and make your extract beers a lot better. Yeah. It's really not that much more trouble. Because mm-hmm. while you're doing other stuff, it's sitting in the oven mashing. Yeah. And you got to strain it, 
and that's about it. But you can use the the spaghetti pot, not even a big one. Yeah, and it fits in the oven. It's great. Yeah, and I and I agree with that as far as the control, especially if you're going to start doing some things with with adjuncts and things like that. You can you can be putting them in your mash and add some extra flavors, uh, which is cool. And it's and it's a good easy way to start controlling. And the other thing um, that that I think is that it's really a good introduction to all grain in the sense that. Uh, well, you're not as likely to screw it up. <laughs> like there's, you know, uh, in all grain, it's it, it's really just kind of a a bigger version of the same thing. But you got to control a lot more, and you got to have the equipment that can control those temperatures and control your sparge and and really get all those things right. It all comes from the all grain. Everything comes from you yeah. screw it up. Yeah, you're done. More, that's right. With the mini mash, you're only screwing up half of it. Half of it, exactly. So you, you're still looking at five gallons of uh, drinkable beer among your drunken friends, anyway. Yeah. So you can and still pull it off. You can experiment and not have spent the money, you know. And and the other thing is, you know, I don't know. I don't know if everybody is all about all grain either. I, I know that if you're if you're really into brewing and you have all the time to do it, it's obviously the way to go and it's the most fun. You know, you have all that control. But some people are just just as happy to do extract because they are short on time, but they still want to brew their own beer. And mini mash is a way to uh, take the next step without taking the next step. You know, you, you don't go spend all the money and then decide I don't really want to do that. I want to spend all that time mashing. Uh, I'd rather just go back to my extract. So good way to do that with mini mash. I think that these are kind of stating the obvious, but uh, they there actually were questions in the forum. In fact, one of them says, uh, and, and this has to do. I think we could probably do this first before going further because it can it could uh, lead us into it. This forum post said, uh, why partial mash? If you're willing to do the extra work to do a partial mash, you can do a full mash. The only difference between partial and full is 30 minutes. You might say cost, but I disagree. A bucket and a grain bag are about 15 bucks. If you follow Lufa's link, which is something that was on the forum, you can look at that. Uh, to do a batch sparge, you can set up a cooler and a ball valve for about 25 bucks. When you take into account that grain is cheaper than extract, you could do a full wort. Uh, why would you ever do a partial mash. And uh, my answer to that first is that even spending $25, $15 here, you don't have to go buy another bucket. I use the same bucket I ever did. Uh, my, I actually use my uh, sanitation bucket uh, for my mash because I, I don't need to sanitize anything at that time while I'm doing the partial mash. So you don't have to buy any other stuff. You can step right up, maybe... And like Doc said, you can use a colander. If you don't want to use a colander, uh, you you just you got to buy a five dollar nylon bag. Uh, and I'll describe how you use that in my process a little bit later. So uh, you know, and 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 the other reasons that I said too, I think you just you, you might not want to just jump right into all grain. You might want to try it out and see it, if you're you know. It scares a lot of people. It's a little yeah. daunting, you know. Yeah. Oh, I got to do all grain, and it's going to take me two days to do it. Yeah, I think it's a good way to. To get into it, and, yeah. and you will see a lot of difference in your beer. Yeah. Also, you get to test some of these new, or some some of the equi- some of the uh, ingredients that you've never tried before mm-hmm. that you can't do. Yeah. And if- I think he's right that you can you can build an all grain system mm-hmm. fairly cheap, but. But you're not really going to have all of that great control over the all grain system that you would by spending a lot of the money on the other things, or, or you know, at least if you're not savvy enough to to really build the stuff, you need to control it. So, I think that the potential for putting together a twenty five dollar all grain system and not really getting your full potential yeah. out of an all grain is is much higher than doing a, a mini mash. and coming up with a great beer because it's just a little bit above what you've already and, and been doing. The, the time thing is. A whole lot different too. With a mini mash, you can be mashing while you're waiting for your your water to boil. Yeah, and 
doing an all grain is it will take a lot longer for your brew day. It's right. just uh, training wheels essentially yeah, for, that's a good, for that's a good for way to a full put it. boil for, for I mean for a full mash because it, it I don't know. It like like I mentioned earlier I've only done it 3 times. That's all it took for me to realize that going all grain is so much it, it just it's just going to give it better control, more. I mean, all the positives that come with all grain. Right. There's no reason not to. Not I, have, to do I it. haven't done it in so long. But I wouldn't have known to do that if you know, if I had no idea what a partial mash was. I would still be doing extract with. Well, I was actually when I was doing a partial mash, it was because I was still doing it in the kitchen. Okay. And I could. Yeah. Same with me, and that's why I'm doing it now. I, I kind of just did it because I can. I mean, my extracts were cool too, but I wanted to try, you know, messing with the grains and the temperatures. It's and, different. You know. I mean, even the smell was different, right? Absolutely, I'm sure. and it's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, just give it a go because it's cheap, and you got the stuff sitting there. Long story short, and we right? told you to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, now I'm going to go into equipment here, the equipment that's needed, and uh, you c- I- I'm going to tell you what I use, and I'm going to briefly, you know, mention a couple of other things uh, that other people use. I couldn't possibly mention all the ways to do mini mash because it's really an easy thing to develop your own way to do it. It's basically when we get to the process that you'll figure that out. Yeah, it's the process so, that's important. Yeah, and, and the way can, you do it, there's a lot of ways. To you do can it. figure that out yourself. Um, so the, what I use, I use my sanitation bucket because I already had it, and it's a nice five gallon bucket, and I'm. Like I said, I don't need to be sanitizing anything at that point in time, so I don't need to put sanitizer in that. I get another small bucket, like my car wash bucket or whatever, to put a little sanitizer in for any small things I need to do. So I got my sanitizer bucket, and I bought a large nylon mesh bag. And I don't even know what size that thing is, JP. Uh, 24 by 24 is usually... Okay. Because you're going to have... Six pounds of grain, so you need you need right. a pretty decent size. Okay, and so those are the two things. That, all I added was that mesh bag. That's all I added to my system. So a, a five dollar mesh bag. Maybe it was seven dollars. I I probably stole it anyway. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure someone slid it across the counter. Yeah, I probably shoved it in my pocket when John wasn't looking. Um, okay. Uh, so that's as far as equipment. There are other ways you can do it. Some people go out and buy those um, those five gallon orange igloo coolers, which I think is a good idea because it's going to retain temperature and it is going to be sitting out for thirty minutes. I'll talk to you about that when we get to our process. Um, but that's a good way to do it too. I, I actually like that. And they've got a spout on the bottom. You don't have to put on a ball valve. You don't have to do all that. You can use the regular spout that's right on an igloo. I'll tell you how to put a stopper right in front of it just by using your stir spoon behind. The nylon bag and you don't need to put in a big ball valve or anything else so the igloo is a good idea if you're concerned about really keeping the 150 degree temperature um occasionally other temperatures but we'll, we'll talk about that later um and then other people they just uh you know throw it all right into a kettle i talked to a home brewer at the uh norcal fest that we were at i talked about this a couple weeks ago too where um, you can actually take your, your, your brew kettle, say, and put your grains in there and keep it in the oven so that you mark it at 150 degrees and you're positive that it stays there for the whole 30 minutes. And that's a good way to do it too. And then you could just dump it right through a colander, like Doc says, yeah. uh, to get your, to get your, uh, your water out and your, your malt out rather and your grains in. You know? What I used to do is I used to have the water boiling or heating for, you know, the, the, the beer for mm-hmm. the extract, mm-hmm. and I would go grab the sp- big spaghetti pot, yeah, and I would put the grain in that and put that in the oven. And all you need the oven at is just whatever warm is. It doesn't have to be at 150. It could be at 130, 140. It just keeps it from losing the heat that much faster. It's only going to be in there 30 minutes or 40 minutes, and it'll be fine. If it's sitting out on the outside, it's going to drop temperature really fast. Hmm. 
Doc, what did I just take a drink of? <laughs> uh, that's my strong, dark Belgian. Man, that is a strong, dark Belgian. That's, a, that's about a 12%. That changed the tone in your voice, too. <laughs> that's a about strong, dark, dark Belgian will do that to you. It was very good. <laughs> that's about a 12% beer. I love strong, dark Belgians. <laughs> that's a good beer, Doc. Yeah. Thanks. That is strong. What's the uh, ABV on that bad boy? About, about 12 Okay, not, not quite as strong as I thought, actually. Yeah, I, I tasted, I did, uh, that's what I shot for, but it probably could be more. Mm. But it's smooth. Good beer. Sorry, I just took a drink of that while Doc, <laughs> was, while Doc was talking. I about jumped out of my chair. Okay. Um, I want to skip recipe formulation for a second and go to process, because I think we can do formulation after that. Okay. Uh, actually, before I do that, real quick, a question from the chat room. Uh, is partial mash different from extract with specialty grains? The yes. answer is yes. yes. And why don't you guys talk about what, what the difference between those two is? Uh, specialty grains, you're trying to add flavor, and the, and the grains have already been mashed, basically, in their little husks mm-hmm. before they've even started. So all you have to do is steep them to leach the sugar in and the flavors out of them. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that with just straight two-row. You have to put them at 150 degrees to change the starches into sugars. And so you're gonna, what you're trying to do with a mini mash is get some of your fermentables out of the mash and, and basically make up the rest of it with some extract. So you're cutting out maybe half your extract and you're making up for that by doing your mini mash. Yeah. And, and we'll, instead of just adding flavor grains and steeping, that's not what you're gonna be doing. You're gonna act, you, you wanna have fermentables. And you're gonna need two row or six row to get that. Gotcha. You can't do that with just steeping it it won't work not enough time and it it, it won't work so you won't you won't get the fermentables out of it okay so the whole idea with mini mashing is to try to cut out some of that extract Hmm. which will cut out some of that extract flavor you get in your extract beers and it will make a big difference it can be it can be a third of your fermentables it can be half your fermentables whatever you want to do okay all right, so, that's so going to help later in recipe formulation, yes. actually, mm-hmm. because you can decide on that. Um, but you are actually dealing with the gravity of your beer here. You're dealing mm-hmm. with it with, right. with the fermentables, whereas steeping grains, you're getting some color and you're getting uh, some flavors, Car- caramels and flavors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're not getting fermentables out of that. So you're getting a little bit, but that's not the whole idea. You're okay. not getting. It's not your your base sugars. Okay. Out of that. All right, very good. Um, I'm going to go over with you my process, okay. and uh, the two of you, John and Doctor Scott, uh, John. What was that? Jason. Oh. Jay. Damn it! Sorry, buddy. I will reach over the console. Okay. <laughs> you know, I don't care if I go to jail. Yeah, John usually sits over there. So. I know it's all. It's all. But it's still that annoying rearranged. voice, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the same thing. That's why I got confused. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you guys chime in anytime you want, and also if if any of you are brewing mini mash at home and you got something to say, I'm I'm happy to hear it. Even if you there's uh, a lot of ways to do it. That's right. So mm-hmm. I'm just giving you my process, and because it's it's a simple one and it's working for me so far. But uh, I'm happy to take some interludes, and the phone's ringing already. Um, uh, I'm afraid to even start my yeah, process. No, <laughs> <laughs> the phone is already my ringing. My process is uh, well. Let's go to line one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Here's what I do. Um, Danielle has taken that call. So my process is, is, like I said, it's fairly simple. I put the water right in my brew kettle. Um, uh, I don't. Uh, here's what I do to measure my water, uh, as as far as how much I'm supposed to do. Uh, I've kind of gotten to know how much extract added to my water gets the water to the top of the of the kettle. How much volume? So how much volume, right? So so what I'm doing is I'm putting enough water in my kettle 
so that I'm getting that water back into my kettle, right, about that amount, and then still adding the rest of my extract, because you're, you're looking at anywhere from three to six pounds of extract still, um, and, and then get to the top of my thing. So that's my measurement. It's a very crude uh, form of measurement, but I, I don't think it matters too much, well, right? That, How that, much? You know your system. Yeah. yeah so that's so much kinda, talk about knowing your own system and what yeah. it, what works. So it's getting to know, because, you, you know, you put too much water in that thing, and then you're, you're going to get all your water back out of your grains, and you go to dump your, your extract in, and you're gonna you're not gonna be able to fit it all in there. So you're gonna need to kind of play with that. You're probably gonna put a little you know too little water in the first time you do it, like I did, and you'll have to add a little bit after your extract. But no That's big fine. deal. No big That's deal. Fine. So I heat the water in my kettle to 160 degrees, and the reason I put it up to 160 is because I know that I'm gonna lose some temperature by the time I transfer it over to my bucket that I'm gonna do my mash in, and I know where I want my temperature to be. Uh, which in the, in the case of of the pale ale that I did this week, I wanted my temperature to be at 150 for the 30 minutes. So I get it up to 160, and then I pour it into the bucket. By the time I pour it into the bucket, it's 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 only lost a couple of degrees, actually. It's, it's, it's maybe down to 158. I then put the mesh bag in there. I get that all ready. And I go ahead and I just let it sit till I get down to about 154 because I figured out that at uh, by the time I add my grains in there, I'm losing about Three degrees usually. I, I usually end up at about one fifty one there. You will lose. Uh, you will lose temperature based yeah. on what your grain is. Yeah, definitely. Although I was surprised at how little temperature I do lose. Uh, three degrees to me didn't seem like. I, I expected to lose a lot more. I expected from the time you know if I boiled it to one sixty, if I heated it up to one sixty, by the time I got my grains in, I thought I'd be below one fifty. But that wasn't the case. It really lost only a little bit at a time. Are you using? Uh, go ahead. Your total brew water. In with your grains. Yes, meaning uh, you're basically a very thin mash. I'm not sure I know what you're getting. Well, it, it has to do with how much how much grain you put in. Yeah, you should know how much water you put in because uh. it, it actually has a lot to do with how thick the mash is. Okay. Do you want oatmeal or do you want you know? Wonton soup. Yeah, that's what I was saying in the beginning. I don't calculate based on any of those things. I calculate by the volume of my of my boil. Okay. That's all, that's the only calculation I did, right? And that's the only one I can do doing a partial boil because I gotta, you know what I mean? I, I gotta add to get my, my, my boil as, as much as I can anyway, right? Okay. So in my particular case, I'm not doing a full boil. In fact, a point about the guy's question, um, you know, about why do partial mash is if you can do a full boil, you should do, you should do a, a all grain. Well, not all of us can do a full boil. I, I only got a five-gallon well, kettle. So. Even though, you, you still, it's a lot more work and a lot no. more time to do an all-grain, do full all-grain. All grain. So, all right. So I get my uh, I get my water in there, and I, I let it get down to about 154. It's in the bucket. I got my mesh bag in the bucket, and then I slowly pour the grain in when I reach 154 degrees, and I'm stirring that water as I'm doing it, just to, just to make sure everything's going to get wet and kind of move around in there a little bit. Um, by the time I'm done putting my grain in, which takes about a minute and a half just to get it all dumped and stirred in there, um, and I had, in this particular batch, five pounds of grain, it looks like. Four and a half, yeah, five pounds of grain altogether, uh, and then five pounds of extract after that. So once I got that all in there, I was sitting right at 151. And then you just let that sucker sit for 30 minutes. You go do nothing. I don't care what you do. 
I don't know what you do on your own time. Go do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's your, it's your life. You <laughs> it's do your, your life, own. man. Just go do it. Uh, I let it sit for 30 minutes. Uh, I took a ride on my motorcycle is what I did. Why not, right? Ballsy moved. <laughs> uh, I was surprised to find that when I came back, I was just barely under 150 degrees after 30 minutes. It did not lose much temperature at all sitting in that bucket. In that B3 plastic bucket, Jason. So, you know. Uh, I figured. I really, I was at like 149 when I got back after 30 minutes. It was right there. So, so I pretty much stayed at right around 150 to, uh, for the whole 30 minutes. Now, here's a suggestion that John gave me that worked real well. If when you put your grains in, you're still a good amount above 150, even if you're, even if you're only, even if you're three degrees above 150, that can be a lot in a mash. Yeah. And, and this is good to learn when you're doing mini mash, cause it's really gonna matter when you're doing all grain. You can do an easy recirculation. Uh, my, uh, my, my bucket that I use has the spout at the bottom, and I just, I was pouring it out into a pitcher and dumping it back on top, and pouring it out into a pitcher and dumping it back on top. And what's important, at least according to what John told me, uh, is that that first five minutes or so of, of your mash there, five, six minutes, is really important about what you're getting out of your grains. You don't want to burn them. Not burn them, but you don't want to be too hot, and uh, and you certainly don't want to be too cold. Um, so it, it's do it quick. Put your grains in and check your temperature. And if you're over, just do a quick recirculation. You open that spout, put it in a pitcher, dump it back on top. And I got down to my uh, that 151. I got down there real quick. It only took about three recirks like that, just uh, you know three pitchers full of that and dumping it right back on top. So just a quick way to get your temperature right. Let it sit for 30 minutes. Drain that sucker out to the kettle. That's it. Uh, I usually would uh, keep a quart of cold water right next to it. Oh, and just put that in to cool it? Yeah, I just throw that in there and stir. Uh, there you go. If you're low, it's not as bad. If you're high, you can denature the proteins okay. and the enzymes. And you what, what temperature, though? Because I don't want to freak anyone out who's trying to do this. Go, well, I'm at 150, and it, or I'm at 153, and everyone said 150. I'm going to no, freak no, out. No, no, no. If you... If you you're talking you, like you, 158, 160. 158, high. 159, and if your uh, thermometer's off two degrees, you could be at 160, and, and all of a sudden you got no extraction. Right. Off okay. Of this thing. You're not getting any sugars because you killed all your pro uh, your enzymes. Okay. But if you're at 150, you're you want shooting for 150, and you're at 152. Don't freak out. You're about cool. It. No. Okay. Don't I, freak I, out. I if you're at 156, cool it down yeah. real quick. That's good to know. I was at 153, and I was. I would no, recircuit. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I would say, you know, 148 no. to 154, leave it alone. Okay. Especially if it's your first time. Okay. Yeah. But if you, but if you, if you dump it in there, let's say you're off and you're, you're at 158. Yeah. Ah, what am I supposed to do? Cold water. Freak yeah. Out. I would throw some, I would throw in a quart of cold water and stir it. You're okay. Fine. Cool. Good advice. You just right have there. it, have it there. Don't go looking for it. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I've used it. Sometimes I ha, I haven't. Yeah. It's just, oh, okay, it's right there. I can just dump it right in there. Okay. Stir it around. Okay. Because if you're recircling that hot stuff, you know what's going on your skin. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's, it's going on your skin. Yeah. Go, going back to what Scott asked you, though. So you don't sparge. You're doing a no sparge kind of... I'm just leaving it sit there for 30 minutes, and then I dump it out. And you and then you just put it right in your boil kettle. Yep. Do a partial boil. Yeah, and so you basically do a batch sparge. Yeah. You don't no even rinse, rinse or, yeah, don't, yeah, you don't even rinse the grains. As in, I should, what, like take the water out and then put it back on top of the grains again and take no, it out again? No, you need, you need fresh water on you top. You need fresh yeah. water back that's on a different, top. That's a different, a different to, way. Yeah, if, if, I, I would guess that I would do that if I could do a full boil well, in a partial also, mash. Well, also what you could do is figure out, uh, you're, you're probably doing too thin of a mash. 
Okay. Uh, you want to have, I usually like to shoot for like 1.33 quarts per gallon. All right. Or quarts per, per pound. pound. That means I have to measure shit. That's not that hard. Just <laughs> <laughs> figure out how many pounds you got. You got five pounds. Yeah. And, uh, Times 1.33, and it's about seven gallons. Okay. Or seven quarts. Seven quarts, yeah. And then you put that's all you put in it. It makes a thick porridge, and the enzymes like it a little bit. Never better. mind the buckets graduated, though. Right. And yeah. Then, yeah, so you, yeah, so you get that in there. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> and then that'll give you then what you can do. Then you... You strip that down. You take that, take that off the grain, and you pour some more hot water on top of the grains. Okay, fresh, hot fresh water, hot yeah. water, fresh clean hot water, and then put that in your boil kettle too, and you'll get a lot more out of your mash. Because what you does doing that fresh hot water have to be exactly one fifty, or can I? No, it, I can do my hot water from my sink. You're saying you want to do it a little higher than that. Okay. You want to be, but not over one seventy. Yeah. Not over one seventy, because okay. that's going to help dissolve. Because what you're leaving in behind is a lot of sugar. A lot of sugar, maybe not a lot of sugar. Yeah, but it's stuck in the grain. Sugar. I thought about color, that actually. Flavor, I really did. I just didn't know what to so do about get, it. It'll be yeah. more efficient if you do it that way. So put less in to begin with. Okay. Make a thicker porridge. Drain that out. Put in your boil kettle. Put some 170 degree water on top of that. Let it set. Yeah. And stir it maybe. Let it set, and then drain that out. Put that in the boil kettle. Not for another 30 minutes. No. 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 Just enough to. Because you're not get mashing. All you're doing is trying to get the grains just to pulling it out of it. Get the sugars to you know mix into the solution, and then, okay. then you can drain that solution. You get a lot more out of it. Though. All right, that I like. Then I can get my gravity's a lot closer to what mm-hmm. they're supposed to be. Yeah. Of it. Okay. All right. Because you're leaving you a lot in the grain. Yeah. How off were you? I actually wasn't that off. I, oh. I, I'm pretty damn close. Okay. He's off. No. <laughs> Since I started doing mini mash, I've been closer than I ever was before doing mini mash, which I think is very weird. <laughs> I thought I'd be much closer with the extract. I'm a lot closer in mini mash. It's by, dude, look at anything that comes out good with my beer is such a fluke. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and yeah. this is, this well, is one of those. Moon the other night, this so. is, yeah, this is one of those flukes. I've had one bad batch, I think. I've had not great batches, but I have one bad batch. And when they come out really good, it's friggin' fluke. Uh, okay. Anyway, drain it to your kettle. I'm going to give you a really dummy's guide to, to draining it. Uh, you, you maybe already know this, but uh, I didn't because I need a dummy's guide. Uh, if you just open up your spout, your your mesh bag and all those grains are gonna they're gonna they're gonna clog up your spout. So just take your stir spoon, you know, a little concave stir spoon, and put it in front of the spout, in between the grain bag and the uh, and the spout, and it'll dump right out. You'll never get clogged. So just stick that sucker right in there. If you're using a, a colander, don't worry about it. It's a good so, idea. Yeah, you just stuck it right in. You don't even have to hold it up. I just I put it there and I leave it. Did you think of that? Yourself? No. What are you nuts? It's <laughs> <laughs> no. a good idea. I can't remember the last time I thought of anything myself. <laughs> An original thought. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. uh, hey, that's my process, man. After that, I start heating that stuff up, uh, get it to a boil, turn off the heat, dump my extract in, do the rest of your brew process. You guys know that's that. That's pretty solid. That's pretty solid, dude. Yeah. yeah. And you know, the fact is, you're, you're very excited about it, so it must work for you i do i i like it because uh it just it gives me so just like you always say doc and i laugh at you for it it gives me something else to do (laughs) i like having something else to do it does extend my brew day i'm not gonna lie i take a good amount of time uh partly because i'm slow and the other part because it is an extra process you got to heat up that water you got to wait 30 minutes some extra time you brewed from 3 30 to like two in the morning (laughs) one in the morning yeah (laughs) it extended my brew day a little bit (laughs) there's all great brewers who do it 
in like half the time. No, but it's it's good to see him doing that. I really like uh, seeing him doing that actually because it's like a celebration of him. It's really like a holy thing he does, and this is why it's gonna come out good. So I think that's what you want to do. Beer is a holy thing, so he does it just right. I don't know what that means, but I agree. What? I'm not making sense. <laughs> I mean, you better pray to God that it comes out drinkable. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you wear a monk robe. <laughs> so here's what I want to talk about, and I have a couple questions from the chat room concerning this too. Shoot um, from the hip. And it's about recipe formulation, um, it, because now we're dealing with two parts of making our our extract, our fermentables. You, you got you know half of it coming from or, or not half coming from your grains, and then the rest coming from your extract, just like you're used to. And this poses a problem now in creating a recipe if you've not done all grain uh, or, or any grain, because you don't know what you're going to get out of there, and it's tough to reach your gravities now. So, when converting the recipe. How would you change the amount of specialty grains and, and, and what you convert and, and then figure out your extract? And this part, although I've done it, I don't know because I always go to the shop and have Johnny help me out and, and figure out how much grains I need. Well, that's so why you're not That's why I'm not beer. learning. Yeah. <laughs> um, personally, what I tell people, I mean, first of all, you don't change your specialty grains. You know, your specialty grains. No, all that's, your, your, it's all going yeah. into the whole thing. So. Okay. But um, – the rule of thumb that, that we kind of do at the shop and I learned just from, you know, being around Olin and such is generally in our recipes, we try to shoot for a six pounds total grain. So if you have a pound and a half of specialty, you need to make up the rest with two row or your pilsner, or whatever you're doing, your base malt, right? Okay. And then everything else you make up with extract. Six pounds of grain in partial mash. Yeah. All right. How much Total. is it, how much is an all grain batch? How many pounds of grain are you talking there? Roughly, you know, in twelve. General? Twelve. Okay, so it's half. You t- yeah. it's right it's, around. Okay, it says a good. It's a good thing to shoot for is half of your fermentables. Okay, is that now? If you didn't have specialty grains, you would go six pounds of two row or something, or, or you'd then like, cut well, it if, down. If a you bit. didn't have specialty grains and you're doing like twelve pounds of two row, yeah, yeah, I, I would I would pull out, um, you know, six pounds of just straight two row, I guess, to mash, mm-hmm. and then. Um, uh, probably eight pounds of extract just to make up for you know okay. the because it, it's it's really not a, a um I had a brain fart um efficient there we go mm-hmm. it's really not super efficient due to partial mash because you're doing it so quick and it's just kind of a, a four and if you're not rinsing or sparging like you're not sparging Especially you're you're, you're losing a lot okay yeah. so, so then you would have to you would have to add more extract into it gotcha. Yeah. And and it's, it's you know it's it's uh it's it's not a direct correlation. One pound of extract does not equal one pound of grain. Right. So you need to make it up. I, I just go you know one to two, you know one pound of extract to maybe, two maybe pounds one of and grain? a half two pounds of grain. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's my recipe ended up like this in this in the, it's a pale ale that I did. We we're talking about it earlier. I used five pounds of ultralight extract, okay. um, and then I ended up with with a, with five pounds of grain. Too. That's fine. So ten pounds of of malt basically mm-hmm. in the end, right? So, um, and I was going, you know, trying to brew at least close to style, right, Doc? As close as I'm going to get. <laughs> <laughs> what, what were you shooting for original um, gravity? I don't know. I ended up with ten fifty five. Wow. Mm-hmm. I told you I was close, right? I think he he in, he's shooting for whatever he ends up with. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm shooting for exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Don't ask me questions like that, man. Uh, Here's what I change. Uh, you guys want my recipe? Uh, yes. Just just for the heck of it, I can post it on the uh, 
for him later. <laughs> you laughing at? He'd be the first uh, post. I want to see your recipe, Justin. Thank you, Dan. Not, uh-huh. in, uh, not in here. I want right, to see damn you, Doctor Scott. <laughs> like I said, he got the no. It was it was the posting. <laughs> got we, the, we got we got into all that crap before about posting recipes. Yeah, yeah. Vinny and stuff. And I'm keeping my recipe. <laughs> Five <laughs> pounds of ultralight. That's that's your extract. And then in the grains for my mini mash, I got four and a quarter pounds of two row. Uh, Dude, round. Four or four. I and did. Half. I had it at like uh, I punched into this. Uh, into, I went to Beer Tools and used their calculator. Yeah. I don't have a pro mash, although I'm going to get it. I think this week. Uh, they had had me at like four point three seven. Yeah. So I did round it to four point two five. But I mean, you know, point two five a pound of two row isn't going to do anything. Four well. would have been just fine. Four and a half. Screw it. I've, I've scaled. I've. You take, I've up. taken recipes and scaled them up in, in pro mash and just yeah. sent them over to the shop to have them. <laughs> and I, I didn't even look at them. It's like 4.32 pounds. Like, <laughs> yeah. Do you really want 4.32 <laughs> No, man, just round it off. Yeah, yeah. Hey, well, man. we all laugh at you. I was, yeah. Because <laughs> you don't know if I'm serious yeah. or not. <laughs> I meant business. I had John back there. I was like, no, I want 4.25 pounds. Well, you man. know he does. Oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> so four and a quarter pounds, half a pound, uh, that's two row, half a pound of crystal 40, and a quarter pound of carapils. Is a quarter pound of carapils all right, or should I go on half a pound with that? Yeah, I would, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. What, we, <laughs> what did you even make? <laughs> But, well, with carapils, it, it's more flavor. <laughs> it's it's, it's all body mostly. But yeah, what it, I mean. it's not. Uh, and it's not. Your extract's going to give you a lot of body too. What do you mean? So. What did I make? I made ginger ale. Ginger ale? Sweet. <laughs> well, then in that case, I would have gone a half a pound. Half a pound. What did you try to make? <laughs> pale ale. Okay. Yeah. What did you make? Uh, I'm hoping pale. Ginger ale. <laughs> all right. Now here's the good part. Here's the interesting part about me uh, when we get to my hop bill, <laughs> because. This was hard for me, man. The one that I brewed the last time, uh, I did two pounds, two pounds, yeah. <laughs> two ounces, rather, of Galena as okay. my bittering. An ounce, I think of Cascade at uh, 15 minutes and an ounce of Cascade at one minute. What, what, what about the Galena? Uh, two I did two at ounces at, at, 60 at sixty minutes. At sixty minutes, that's pretty. And easy. you that's tasted that beer. Yeah, that's why that was all well, bitter and well, light body. Same malt bill. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. <laughs> same malt bill. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing is you need to balance. I mean, you yeah. can use all that, but up your up your base. Oh, you know then. Okay. Well, well I know because I you, you know now because we tasted on the air. And right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Not not that I don't need to hear it again, but I know. But here's what I did. Okay, so this time, I, and I'm telling you, this was difficult for me. Not in theory, because in writing, I'm like, okay, that sounds good, because I want put, it to be put nicer. Put the hops down, Justin, <laughs> and walk away. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just a hop fiend. <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, okay, so I went down to a half ounce of Galena. From two ounces, I went down to a half ounce of Galena. Mm-hmm. It's 11.8% AAs there, so 60-minute boil. Yeah. Um, half an ounce. This is, this is what was hard for me. Uh, was the half an ounce of Amarillo for 15 minutes and half an ounce for one minute. So That's a good... total of one and a half ounces, which is like I've never, ever gotten past the bittering with <laughs> less than two ounces or something. And uh, the problem to me, in, in theory, it looks fine. It's when I and, – and I actually <laughs> – when I go buy bags of hops, say, and I buy a two-ounce bag and I only need one you ounce. You can't have any left, right? Well, no, I, th- this is just the other thing that I changed. I really tried this time to focus. I'll dump half that bag in and look at it and go, yep, that looks like half. <laughs> and then I'll dump the other half in later, right? Like, I don't measure half an ounce no. or, or an ounce. 
This time I busted well, out the scale with with high alpha hops. It matters. That, that, that matters. Yeah. And, one, and one or two of those little pellets matters. And I was talking to John about that, and so I decided I'm doing everything. If I'm going to cut down my hops and, and not feel good about it, I'm at least going to measure them when I cut them down. So I busted out the scale, and I so I pour out my half ounce of galena to do the bittering, right? And I'm looking at the 13 or 14 pellets that are right there in front <laughs> of me and going, come on, that can't be right. That's nothing. That's weak. It's nothing. <laughs> And I really had to force myself to not add more. I had to go. You had just them there. Trust the. I had them there. <laughs> I had to go. Just trust the trust. Trust the recipe. Trust John. Just do it. Just put in the half ounce. You've never done it before, so I did. I put in the half ounce, and I did the same with the amarillo. And the amarillos are what killed me, because man, do I love amarillo mm. and what they do to beer. Same thing. Thirteen or fourteen pellets or whatever the heck it was, and I was crying about it. But I dumped them in. That's all I used. So an ounce and a half total hops, and uh, and let it go. So what do you think? Am I uh, and, and then I, I finished out at uh, or my OG there 1055. I used Cal Ale, of course. Right now I'm fermenting at uh, between 68 and 69. It's it's right about there. You said 69. <laughs> and uh, yeah, hoping for the best. I did forget to throw. I did forget to get Worflock. So no, uh, you're yeah, it's over. I better dump. Just throw it out, man. I actually called John. I was like, John, what am I gonna do? I got no Worflock. He's like, man, don't worry about it. <laughs> we'll put some gelatin that? in later yeah. if you want. So, yeah, do do yeah. buy a filter, man. I think we're going to do that. Do gelatin. If you don't know, Worflock's just that uh, clarifier, and you can do this. What's the gelatin deal that I can do at the end that does the same thing? Yeah, you, you mix up some uh, unflavored gelatin mm-hmm. and put it in your keg. Oh, so after Actually, it's all... You can put it in the secondary. Yeah, after it's all mm-hmm. done, put it in the secondary or the keg. Uh, heat it up, but don't boil it because okay. you don't want jello beer. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you get it just enough so it dissolves Yeah, and put... Put that in the beer, and it will actually congeal a lot of the uh, proteins and make them drop out. You will get a lot clearer beer with it. Okay. All right. So that's how you can clarify your beer. That's how I'm going to clarify mine. I used to do that constantly. All right. Or, I mean, don't if you don't want to. Or d- Yeah, it doesn't have to. He was telling me that's that Morgan from EJ Fair never uses Worf Lock or anything like that. No. It, I mean, well, because yeah. they're going to filter. They're going to so filter. It. You don't need it, But, right? I mean, I just recently started filtering my beer just because... Um, because the rest of us do. Yeah, basically, yeah, and I, I had to learn the thing. But, uh, you know, a lot of people go, well, I'm, I'm worried I can't filter my beer. Don't worry about it. Unless you're going to enter it in competition, I yeah. wouldn't worry about it too much. Or you're, you're serving it to people that, you know, don't know about homebrew because yeah, they just don't want to drink something yeah. that's a little cloudy. No, it's my unfiltered. Uh, well, this Belgian, look how clear that is. And I didn't use you know, World Flock in there, but I didn't filter that. Daniela, what's with these novel questions you're sending me all day? It's like reading the encyclopedia She's over here. She's a printer. Just get her, get her here. a printer. People have read. advanced questions here. Good. In the chat I like room. it, but you're going to have to read them. Give her a printer. No. <laughs> <laughs> read okay. that, please. I don't even know well, that's a Questions the, from the chat room here. That's something now, though, that it has nothing to do with what you guys were talking about, I believe. What about that one? Let me see what it is. I know. Help. That's about the importance of the sparching process. Read it. Okay. All right. Listener was once told to sparge at a five-gallon batch for 45 minutes to an hour, but he, but he, as he gains more experience, he wants to get it done faster. He adds rice hulls and sparges as fast as he can. Is there any problems um, with that? Yes. Uh huh. Right. Right, well, Scott. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be, be, I mean, if is right this going to take you guys long enough for me to go pee? Yes, because uh, I'm squirming yeah, in yeah. my seat over we, here. Go for we it, can do it. Go for, go for it. it. Um, yeah, rice holes aren't going to do anything. Rice holes are, are generally used for 
uh, mashes that you have a lot of wheat in when you're doing I use lambics it, it, and stuff it, like it that. It helps to filter, and it does work pretty well. But, I use them. But what, uh, what if he wants to, to not sparge as long, have right. him put more base malt in. Yeah. More by small depth, what you can do. It's the efficiency is what's going to hurt. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing it a lot faster, you're just not going to get all the all the sugars out of there. And you're going to get the batch spargers uh, fighting us on this one, too. But if he doesn't mind having little less extraction rate, and, and the, his main focus is right. uh, getting done with the brew day faster, throw in another pound of grain. Mm-hmm. What's that, a buck? Throw in another pound of grain. And you're, it, that'll take up that, that differential in your efficiency. Mm-hmm. So just go ahead and it might, it might the hell out of it. Yeah, it might take them a couple times to get used to it, you right. know, you know, to, to figure that, that balance and out. One mm-hmm. pound of grain to three pounds of grain. And it's about knowing your own system, too, mm-hmm. what it'll do. Mm-hmm. But so for your own standards, you would always say you got to take your time, and it's like 45 to one minutes to one hour. That's what you need. I like to push it. Cause you like to push I, it, too. I, 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 don't, like wa- do. I don't like watching <laughs> paint dry, so I, I do push it. That's Scott's mm-hmm. middle name. Pushing it. <laughs> Push it. <bad> now. <laughs> but um, there's nothing wrong with, with doing it. You're not going to make a right. bad beer doing it. You're going to lose some efficiency on it, but you can you can make that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if your system might, might work out okay, it depends on your grain bed. If you're using a long uh, got cooler, one of those square ones, mm-hmm. there's a lot more grain bed on the bottom, a lot more filter bed on the bottom, so you can you can do it a lot faster. Right. If you're using the, the round cooler, you know, you got a nine-inch pie pan thing on the bottom, mm-hmm. and you're not going to be able to do it as fast. Mm-hmm. But it's, right. a, it's a matter of leaving the sugars in the grain. Mm-hmm. Very good. Good. He's back already. Yeah, that was a quick pee. We, we hit that conversation <laughs> real well. I think I ran out of there so fast I was still trickling down my leg. That's just <laughs> down the hall. Yeah. That's all right. It's a rental. I washed my hands. <laughs> anyway. You washed uh, your hands? Yeah, I did wash my hands. I left my, I left my pee trickling down my leg, but I washed my hands. Well, that's what the guy said. Hey, didn't your mama teach you to wash your hands after you pee? No, yeah. my mama taught me not to pee on my hands. <laughs> right. Uh, I got an off-topic question here that came through earlier for, uh, it's for Dr. Stoned. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not a stone tonight. <laughs> uh, listener is getting a lot of hop flavors. A lot like citrus peel and way too much for his hops. He seems to remember that Doc said it could be the water missing something. Does a lack of calcium sound right? Calcium mostly has to do with um, the pH in the mash. It it doesn't have a lot to do with flavoring things. Uh, The sulfite or the sulfates in, in in the water will give you more of the hop characteristics. Um, so, if you, you want to have more, if your sulfates are high and you're, you're getting too much out of it, yeah. that, then what you're going to want to do, if you don't know what your water is, it's kind of tough to know. Right. Uh, if you do know what your water is, and it's probably very gypsonous water or high in sulfates, mm-hmm. uh, you're probably getting too much of this, this harshy, hoppy thing going on. Uh, just cut your brew water about half with uh, just distilled or RO water and see if that makes a big difference. And that could be what you're probably talking about. Gotcha. It's hard to know. I don't know what your what your water is. If it's got a lot of groundwater, it's going to be a lot of gypsonous water probably, carbonate water. Um, but that has to do with more flavor. The calcium really doesn't have to do so much with the flavor. Okay. But you can't just add calcium. You can't just add sulfate. You're going to have to add calcium sulfate, calcium chloride. Hmm. Uh, so you can't just add one. Unless you're me, and then you just throw stuff in there. 
What, what the hell? Someone said to do it, so you did it. Yeah, so I did it. Yeah, right? why should you do it? Because you can. Because yeah, you can. That's why I do everything now. Why should I mess with my water? got to stop hanging out can. with Doc. <laughs> Cause that's why can. I do everything. My boss asked me the other day, why did you ignore that customer? Because I can, man. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> you ready for another novel question here? Yes. I'm going to try to read it. This yeah, is how it was them, given to me, Okay. All right, here's a listener, and he has uh, he brewed a beer and split it into three. Eleven gallons of boiled wort, five gallons went into fermentation, three gallons each into a mini-mash. The mini-mash was a can of Cooper's, but he didn't boil the kit with the wort. The two past mash beers came out really bad. No head, bad hop flavors, but the full mash, mother wort, came out well. What can a listener do to improve his beer? Did you understand what I was talking about? Throw the cans away first. Not in the least. Yeah, definitely. Though yeah, the one thing I would pick up is no cans, right? Yeah, but other than that, I, ha- I, I didn't, I didn't really understand. That's all what I have. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. so, so answer it now. You're the expert. So he had an eleven. He had eleven gallons of wort. Right. And he fermented five, and then what? Eleven made it? gallons of boiled wort. Five gallons went into fermentation. Three okay. gallons each into a mini mash. Well, you wouldn't put. You can't. It's you not can't, really a mini mash because you can't you put a mini mash, and you need water, plain water, not wort, to put into the mini mash into the grain. So what it sounds like he did, he he made eleven gallons of beer, fermented five, decided to kick three up or two sets of three up with a, a kicker a can mini of, mash. of extract. All right, eleven gallons of boiled wort, five gallons went in, into a fermentation. Then three gallons each into a. Fer- yeah, that's what time. I read. Well, I mean, it, it could, it, it's nothing on you. I mean, it could be the, the, um, the listener maybe confusing the term mini mash mm-hmm. because, y- yeah, you, you can't mash, I mean, you can mash wort, but you're just putting back sugar into grain that already has, sh- you know, that needs. Right. He says uh, the mini mosh was a can of Cooper's. Yeah, that's not a mini It sounds yeah. like he just, he just, um, split the batch, split the batch three ways. Mm-hmm. And decided to add cans into it. Mm-hmm. Right. And he said the, the bad part was up. the two-part mash beers came out really bad. No head, bad hop flavors, everything. That's the can. Mm. I, if if the can was hopped already, because a lot of those cans are pre-hopped, yeah. huh. that's, that could be it. That's gross. Yeah, I've heard of nothing good that comes out of really? it. Really? Yes. But people are obviously using them or the place wouldn't well, be. Well, they they've been around a long time. Okay. And when you couldn't get any other kind of ingredients or hops or whatever, yeah. the easiest thing to do is buy a can that's already made. It's like, here's your stuff. Okay. It's got hops in it. Boil it up. Yeah. Throw some extra sugar in it. Yep. Some yeast. But okay. now with the uh, the advent of uh, the internet, especially lots of interest in home brewing, there's so much more ingredients that you, are, that you have access to. Yeah. In the 70s and 80s, they didn't have that, so you could only get whatever your shop carried. Right. You know what I mean? That's what you and, uh, yeah, and so, and, and it still trickles down to a lot of these clone brew books and stuff. Yeah. They'll tell you 3.3 pounds of Coopers. Dude, do you really think 0.3 pounds of extract is doing anything for you? <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, uh-huh. dark malt extract. No, that's just extract that they make at the, at the extraction yeah. place with, yeah. uh, dark malts added because, Way back when they can't get it, but there's still enough demand for it. People just don't know. Okay. Yeah. I wish I could go back and try to brew beer in the 70s. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> no, you don't. How old would you be? Two? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that. I turned you off, Daniel. Hang on. What do you got? We have the listener now here on the phone okay. oh, with a question. Oh, okay. It's Jimmy on watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Hey, you're on the air. 
G'day, how you going? Ah, what do we got here? A little Oz action? Little, little Oz. That was my question about the um, the three-way part match. Oh, all right. Uh-huh. I thought I'd try and explain it a bit. Please, yeah, please. please do. Clarify. You got me intrigued. What, what, what I've done is I, I um, did a full match with, I think it was 10 kilos of grain, um, whatever that works out in pounds. But anyway... That, that gave me 11 gallons of um, a 1045 work. Okay. And what I've done is I've put five gallons of that into a fermenter by itself. Okay. And then I split the other six gallons between two fermenters with a can each of Cooper's basic kit beer, um, this hopped extract. Okay. Did you put more now, water in it too? Yeah, a little bit of water. Um, they... They all come up to the, the five-gallon mark in the fermenters. Now, the beer that was full, just the grain, the, the work from the grain, that's come out very well. The other two, one didn't ferment. I think there's a problem with the yeast. Uh, it stopped about uh, 1020, but even there it tasted bad. The other one fermented all the way down, but tastes pretty bad too. There's, there's body there, there's enough thickness in the body, but there's, it's not holding its head. It's got a horrible sort of tang with the hops and all that sort of stuff. So you sure maybe one of them might have been contaminated? I think the first one could have been. The, the well, I'm thinking more the second one, the, the one that you said did uh, ferment all the way down. Because when you got a contamination, I, that, that will ferment too. Yeah, I can't taste any sort of... I'm looking when I when I when I'm trying to find a um, contamination, any sour flavors. There's no sourness in there. Sometimes it doesn't get sour. Sometimes it's just dry. I've tasted a few okay. beers that just come out. Why is this thing so dry? There's not much flavor there. It's it papery. There's a lot of papery things, yeah. but it doesn't have to be sour necessarily. Are you are yeah. you near a, a shop at all? Are you local to any shops? No. All the internet. He's like in the Sorry? Australian outback or something. This guy. <laughs> He has to have the, the mail his, comes in a pouch of the kangaroo. So I was gonna say his supplies come in the kangaroo's pouch. <laughs> Sorry, Doc. <laughs> if it's a pouch, it'd be a female, wouldn't it be a flyer? Ooh, oh. score it. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Two points. Petra. I know how to fix the one that uh, that that the yeast failed. Pitch more yeast. How's that? S- squirt some Vegemite in there. Man. <laughs> <laughs> we got some right here. It's not well, good for anything yeah. else. I, I hesitate to to say that it's it's the yeast that comes with the Cooper's kits because you're right there. I mean, they're as local a local product as can be because that's made in Australia right there. So I don't know if it was maybe that. I don't know without tasting it. Yeah, the 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 one that was that finished well, the full grain one. I used the um, US fifty six dry yeast. And that's it's just a fantastic yeast. That's a good, yeah. Well, yeah, that's a really good yeast. You're right. The um, the one that finished but tastes bad. That was Cooper's yeast. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that didn't finish fermenting and stopped it at um, 1020. That was Sapphire. Hey Oz, hang on a second. Oh, so you're using dry yeast? Yeah. Um, yeah the I gotta tell you before you guys go on, Oz, I can't turn up your volume. I'm being asked to turn up your volume and I can't because it gets all, it gets uh, feedback. So just, just talk extra loud if you could. Uh, it's, it's cause I'm like 300,000 kilometers I know. away. You can't hear me. But that's already better. <laughs> that's already better. Just get right up on the phone and talk loud and it'll be cool. No worries. Cool. Right. That's the accent. Is so yeah, I, I don't, I've, I've boiled, um, I've done part match beers before where I've boiled the extract in and it's come out fine. 
Yeah. This time I didn't. I'm not too sure if that's part of the reason or, like you say, it's an infection or... Are you supposed to be able to just put that extract right into the fermenter? Yeah. That's what they say, the huh? Uh, no no boil? That. That's the instructions on the kit says to add three liters of boiling water to the fermenter, huh. dump the extract in, then top up with cold water. That's weird. That, that comes out bad. Yeah, I well, bet. That's oh, like so Mr. Beer. Well, I would that think, is Mr. Beer. I mean, because you need, you need to boil it, number one, for sanitization, but also to break mm. proteins down and such, right? Because yeah. they don't boil it for you, unless it could be pre-boiled, they like could've. pre-cooked bacon. I'm sure it doesn't taste very good either, but yeah. people buy it. And <laughs> yeah. Well, an, an, another offshoot on what you're talking about is people, they do an all-grain, and they'll do batch sparging. Uh, they'll yep. take the first couple of batches off the sparge and make their first beer with it, and then they'll do it one more time and get it pretty weak off of that, maybe a 1030, hmm. and then they'll boost it up with some extract. And that works out yep. pretty good. Yeah. I've actually done that, not with the extract, though, but I made a, uh, I made a Belgian triple and then uh, put some more water into the mash tun, left it oh, four hours. Hmm. And it, it come out at 104.5, so I was happy enough, and hmm. it was a good drinking beer. There you go. As long as you can drink it. Better than you can buy around there, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I'm stumped. I have no idea. You just stumped the non-brewer. Yeah. Ah. So I'm gonna <laughs> I, changed my, I changed my nickname in the chat room so I can win some more swag, but they all busted off. You want to yeah. say your nickname here, Oz? Yeah, what is your name now? No, some. Yeah, I, I think Danielle should say it. Yeah, oh, come on, you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a hell of a nickname, man. <laughs> no, his nickname is actually Dick Insider. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a great name for a cider too. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, hey Oz, do you know that your <laughs> wife keeps telling me to shut you off because you're calling from her phone? You cracked the whole studio up that cider. <laughs> That's good, man. That's good. <laughs> Alrighty. Thanks, Oz. No worries. See you later. Bye, Bye Oz. <laughs> 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 I hope that Oz comes in with a new name every week. He basically. does. He every does. single week. It. That is good. <laughs> hey, if we gotta think of show content each week, he can think of a of a name in the chat room each week. Yeah, that's funny. That's his that's his best one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite a, that's quite an improvement though from Oz to Insider. Yeah. Man, I can't wait for the Cider Show. You're going to have to bring that one back for the Cider Show, Oz. We'll use that again. All right. Uh, we're going to be wrapping things up here very soon. Uh, Danielle, I'm wondering if you want to give out some of your, uh, like a bottle of your beer. <laughs> what? Who would want that? Yeah, that guy's thing would be fun. Are you trying to humiliate me? <laughs> That'll be fun. We'll Although play. I have great ideas for labeling it's, it's the beer and everything, I have like nice pictures of myself in like cool outfits. So I'm gonna do that. So if anybody wants fun. it, we get more calls than we've ever gotten. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say, we'll get John over here with the counter fill, you know, bottle right. filler. We'll do it right. And, uh, I don't know, send out a couple bottles of it. Why not? We got nothing else to give away this week. So. <laughs> Christmas gifts. 
Are you all right with that? I'm fine. Okay. I and thought it'll still be better than Oz's two, that second and third brew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Dr. Scott, what am I drinking here? That's uh, crazy. Yeah, that's a, that's a Belgian strong dark ale. That is so strong and dark. That's amazing. You, really. like, you like them like that? So yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's strong and dark. Oh, Justin's feeling threatened by the strong and dark <laughs> By the strong, dark Belgians. <laughs> I like being carried away by dark, strong things. <laughs> Ah, uh, I want to take a a, a a caller. I think to give the beer away of a Daniela fan. I thought would be would be fun. Which one? But though? I guess uh, I know. John John doesn't have a phone. <laughs> you got another caller there? <laughs> okay, let's see how we got. You're on the air. Hi, Justin. Yeah. You uh you you read my feedback earlier. That was not a slam on you. I just wanted to start out by saying that. Oh wait, who are we talking to? Give me the name. Uh, my name is Phil P. Vignola is the uh, forum and chat room handle. Was it the feedback that said everyone else was awesome? Right. It was just assumed that you were awesome. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to clear that up right away. Justin, uh, I didn't know your dad listened to this show. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, he does. <laughs> and he's called in before. Uh, no, that's cool, Phil. I was making a joke. That's You sent a great email. So, um, All right, what else you got? What's happening? I just wanted to say hi from New Hampshire. Cool. I know that there are... There are brewers on the East Coast, and I hear you guys—you guys from the left coast—slamming us all the time. So I wanted to call in and represent. Are you in? Uh, you no, know, it's, it's your water, man. Are you in brew for your die out there? I am not actually. I'm thinking no. about joining. I should, yeah. I actually saw this um, Lufa on the chat. Uh, the forum posted a website where you can. You go there, and it's just a—it's a big map of the of the world, and you can post. Where you're from, as a home brewer, and yeah. the East I Coast. I'm on there. The East Coast is much more full of home brewers than we are out here. I'll tell you that Dude, right now. Like, I mean, by 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 huge numbers. Forty nine percent or so, as of a couple years ago, of our customer base was East Coast. Exactly. That's just East, not Midwest West. Right, just like just East, east of the Mississippi. Huge. There's yeah. huge home brewing community out there. Yeah, yeah, you guys have the micro brews out there. We don't yeah. have as many here, but right. we have more home brewers, and maybe that's why. Yeah, I think so. I think that it's actually weird. I, you, you would have thought it'd be the opposite or something that we'd get more home brewers because of that. But you're right. We have the tons of micro brews out here, but they got the tons of home brewers out there because they have so. to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they, it's a necessity. I guess that's it. It's right? like Oz. Oz says you know, all the beer over there is just crap. So. He's got a brew to drink. He's got a stuff. brew to survive. That's cool. And this is the live free or die state, guys. So if you, if ever, probably the best state in the nation. The live free or if, if die state. If you can think state. of anything you want to do, you can probably do it here in New Hampshire. Can really? you, you know, let me tell you what sucks about California, the quote unquote liberal state. Yeah, don't, uh, don't, don't get me started. <laughs> you know what drives me nuts is that you can't walk on the street with a beer in your hand. And uh, hey, call me a simple man, but I just want to. Call you a simpleton. <laughs> I just want to leave one bar with a beer and enter the next one with the same beer. Absolutely right. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, you know, stealing their glass away from that. You <laughs> I'll know. take a bottle. It's fine. Uh, can you, you do have that? To learn how to conceal it better. That's all. Yeah, that's. Can you do that in New Hampshire? Are you allowed to walk on the street? Um, I I've never tested that. I'm not sure actually. See, because this is why to me. Uh, aside from from many of the places in Europe, where, which are actually much more free than than we are here, 
Las Vegas is is a little bit of heaven on earth. It is. It's my favorite town here, city here. Because yeah, not only can you walk down the street with a beer in your it's hand, like you can have a hooker in your other hand. <laughs> <laughs> that's, why, that's why the beer is always in your right hand. Yeah. Hooker in the left. That's right. Uh, so that's very uh. I like that, uh, the motto, the live free or die state. They have a great homebrew club, Brew for Your Die. Is that? Yeah. Brew for your dad. That's great. It's just a great, just a great name for a brew club. Yeah, I want that bumper yeah, that sticker. Live free or die is right there on our license plate too. So when you come into our state, there's no doubts about it. Right. That and the gun rack in the back of everybody's <laughs> window. That's what I mean about the or well, die part. Yeah. That just drips. You know. <laughs> hey, easy. Yeah. I'm from New Hampshire. <laughs> That's right. Uh, don't, cool. uh, Do they call them bubbles? Don't get me there? going. <laughs> don't get me. <laughs> Trying to remember. Uh, if you cannot live in free, you're going to die for it. I think I've been to New Hampshire. Yeah, I've been to New Hampshire. Was one of those states you can't go back to? <laughs> no, oh, I, come I, on now. I'm, just, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I didn't say I, won't go back to. I said can't. <laughs> <you'll> <laughs> can't yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember where I was. What I was there for? Did I ski there? Is there skiing in New Hampshire? Yes, you ski there. I think I skied there. It's Mount New Hampshire. I, the guy drove up from Connecticut to go ski in there or something. Because it's better a there. State. Yeah. I encourage everybody to come visit. Yeah? Low population, right? I like that. Less it's pe- because they all died. Less people is good. <laughs> they couldn't live well, free. 45 minutes from Boston, <laughs> too. So. Oh, see, that's not bad at all right there. you got a little city right next to you. It's one thing. I love the Bay Area, uh, the San Francisco Bay Area, Bay Area, I should say. I just don't like all the people. I'd love it a lot more if everyone left. Yeah. <laughs> the people you like you, though. That's yeah, you yeah. could call it Justinville or something. <laughs> that would be great. That's a perfect name, as a matter of yeah, fact. Yeah, because no one wanted to live there. The population would be real low. <laughs> Justinville. Congrats on the possible job in broadcasting. I've I've had my stint in broadcasting, and uh, oh, cool. it's a tough business. If that's what you want to do, God bless you, because it's uh, <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, I agree. Now I'm in computers, so. Ah, okay. yeah. Well, I've been graduated for. Sure, going on two years now. <laughs> Graduated, yeah. And I'm still a waiter. You'll so, make uh, it, Justin. You'll make it. I'm waiter. I, I started I out mowing it. lawns. I started out mowing a lot at this radio station. I ended up being, you know, they had an AM and FM. I did board hopping there. I did remote broadcast engineering and ended up on the air FM, too. So Okay. That's my you goal. You pay your dues, man. That's right. And I have no problem with that. I'll pay my dues. This is my first offer to foot in the door even to start paying my dues. My plan, though, really, it's still a, it's a part-time job, so... Uh, Ideal situation. It makes me a little bit of cash doing that, and the rest of the time I spend on the Brewing Network. So that's what we're looking there for. You go. That's what we're looking. We for. all win. That's right. Hey, cool, well, guys, Phil. I just wanted to call in and let you know you're doing a great job and to keep up the good work. And right. this is my first live show. I've listened to the archives, but oh, nice! Uh, wow, cool. Well, we appreciate the, the phone Coast, call. I'm usually sleeping by now. Oh, well, get some other people to to listen to us. Too. <laughs> it always helps. I'll, I'll, I'll do all I can. If yeah. I had a shirt, Phil, I'd send it to you, but I don't. You, you can take, have my beer, oh, though. Okay. You take, want Daniela's beer? Take Daniela's shirt. Sure. All right, we'll send right you. now. <laughs> you gotta send me an email, though. My email address is Daniela at thebrewingnetwork.com, and Daniela is spelled with one L only. <laughs> yeah, I, spe- I misspelled okay. it. I misspelled it a lot. <laughs> there you go. Send her an email with your address. You'll get a beer. I'll do that. Awesome. Go, <laughs> thanks for calling. Go check that club out, Phil. Thanks, guys. Do, uh, do a great job, and uh, we'll be listening again for sure. All right, cool. We'll see you, buddy. Thanks. thanks. New Hampshire. 
I like our East Coasters. They're cool, man. There's a lot of good homebrew out there. Yeah? Yeah, there really is. I've not had any of it, so I don't That's know. Good. Well, you didn't go to the Nationals, man. I know. You're a loser. I am a loser. loser. Next year, Daniela and I spoke. He's not a loser. He's a douchebag. By the way, I told you that all the uh, flutter is going to go to the end of the show. So (laughs) tune out now if you're bored. (laughs) Listener drop. Uh, Now's when the fluff starts. (laughs) Well, I just was. uh, I was just saying, Daniela and I were talking. uh, If you know, I already don't like my job too much anyway. It doesn't pay a ton of the bills, all that sort of stuff. And if it's keeping me back from going to those yeah. things that are important, like the GABF. It's and holding you back, man. I wanted to go to this Firestone thing. If it starts to do that, then it's even worse. Then it's bad news, right? And it is at this point where it is like I can't get the days off that I need. And it is more important to me for the Brewing Network to, to go to these festivals and promote and talk to people and meet uh, than it is to, you know, serve somebody soup and salad. Oh, well, like, well, like the NorCal thing. You know, you were yeah. like stringing me along whether you're going to go or I not. Could get up, I was yeah. toying with the idea of going and getting you fired. <laughs> <laughs> you were gone. <laughs> well, I just I, I can do. I, that. I, I don't. I don't want to sit here and complain about all. I just. Uh, it's a good point that if it's. Uh, I did want to go to GABF. I would have tasted some good beer and, and bad some, beer too, and, and bad beer. I'm sure. Uh, and I, I'm bummed that uh, things hold me back from that. So next year uh, is the man's hopefully holding you down. Next year is the year of the Brewing Network. That's yeah. what I think. This right. year, I, did, I touted uh, my New Year's resolution this year was that this year was the year of work. That's that what was, we said, the year work. of work. Next year is going to be the year of the Brewing Network. No, and, we uh, said something different. Yeah, well, I'm changing it. What? <laughs> Don't make me turn off your microphone again. <laughs> <laughs> well, we Boy. said that was a year of growth that can still apply to Yeah, that's growth. It's Damn the it, growth Brewing of the Brewing Network. Network. Yeah, that's good. Well, what about that scary meeting we had with the Brewing Network thing? That's, hey, that was the least of it. Wait till the next one. Man, I, I, think I, that I, one was I didn't scary. like that meeting. <laughs> yeah, We're having it. a meeting. Oh. Yeah, at the end of the last show, I'm like, all right, I got to talk to you guys. I'm like, like, a meeting. Oh. And then all of a sudden, it was no longer like fun hobby for Doc. His face is like, <laughs> it's like he was back in med school again. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, He's yeah, like, we got to bring this up. You guys are slacking. Yeah, <laughs> we got to, we got to make this work. Blah 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 blah. I was like, yeah, what, yeah. what am I here for? <laughs> <laughs> I got another meeting for you. Not tonight. I'll let you. Know. <laughs> we got more meetings coming up. No, all the all the uh, we got. I'm telling you, I can't reveal it now. I, I'm I'm bursting at the seams about some of it, but we have good things planned come January. Uh, not first because that's holiday. But and when are you going to tell me about it? You will know at the next meeting. I do. Did you just say you have never had good homebrew from the East Coast? Did you say anything like that? I think I said I had never That's, had East Coast there's homebrew. There's some angry people in there. <laughs> I didn't say never good no. homebrew. He said he's said never, never had, had it. Oh, uh, you've never had it. I never had any homebrew. But that's probably not. We had listener homebrew from the East Coast, didn't we? <laughs> probably no. so. Well, <laughs> Christians, for one. Well, that, that's the third coast. He's the one who is furious right now. Yeah, yeah. I didn't say I never had good homebrew, Crotch. I didn't mean that. I meant to say I never had any good homebrew. Uh, any any homebrew at all from the East Coast. <laughs> which was also false, because now I'm remembering I had yours. There you go. We've had Lufa. But I don't know if he's on the East Coast. I think he's Middle America. I don't know. I think Middle, he's Iowa or something. He, he, if he stood on his house, he still couldn't see the ocean. Do we have any other East Coast homebrew? Crotch, your homebrew was great. I didn't mean that at all. I <laughs> no, I, I took it as you just didn't have any homebrew from the East. That's what I thought, that's what, that's what which is said. also false. I, I, I have Look, had we've had brew. Vegemite, but we haven't had homebrew from the East. Yeah, yeah. My bad, Crotch. It's your bed. Your bad crotch? Your bad crotch. <laughs> 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 My bad crotch. No, it's a bad crotch. <laughs> but I'm glad to hear you're alive and not uh, swept away by a hurricane there, crotch. <laughs> oh, no, it's not supposed to hit him until a little later. I think they said uh, early Monday morning, which, uh, which is coming up quick on the East Coast at this point. Well, yeah, after New Orleans, everyone's all 
all the mayors and whatnot are freaking out. Oh yeah, to away. hurricanes are the la- they're the new black. They're the latest rage. Yes. Every time there's a hurricane on the horizon, man, it's all over the. Well, there's news. a new one brewing. That, in fact, they ran out of name. Wilma was it. So yeah, Wilma. Then another one like Storm Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> Bastard. Got some names for him. They all have to. Daniela's angry that Again? all that all hurricanes have to be named after females. <laughs> no, they alternate. I think that's incorrect. Well, they, they alternate yeah. now, but oh. that's only like a couple of years ago. Yeah, I used to be and all I'm all still upset. No, what do you want? I mean, well, I want. The, I don't want them to have and names I'm super at all. Mad that we didn't get the vote for how many years? I mean, come on. <laughs> well, what do you sh- want? We, well, we you made know a mistake. Just shut up. Turn it off. Turn him off, Justin. I didn't. Even I'm think super it was mad they have names at all because imagine your wife or your kid or so is called Katrina or Rita or whatever. Isn't that just terrible? I think that doesn't make any sense, and I think we got to change that. Well, it makes Soon. sense if that, that person Katrina kills a lot of people. Are in we going to make up? How how would you name? She's the only storm? four. Would you make it up? Like no, you would just say the hurricane that hit Florida Alpha on whatever, three. or you would say the Florida hurricane that hit whatever whenever. They don't have to have names. Well, they're, names alpha, they're alphabetical names, humans. so we can actually count how many they've been. Well, we could still count, Doctor Scott. We don't need names to count. My take is that they should remain female names well, because hurricanes are raging bitches. bitches. <laughs> oh, man, you took the words out of my mouth. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Which is the same thing And the reign of terror is over a wide You guys just don't area. know. You're stupid. <laughs> same thing Talk I told beer. you when you started complaining about Talk it. Talk beer, not hormones. <laughs> All right, so we gave away one of your beers. Yeah, uh, that's enough. I would like to hear uh, I'd like to hear from a fan of Daniela's, maybe one who hasn't called before. That would be nice. Who mm-hmm. like who, who maybe she helps in the chat room all the time. Mm-hmm. 888-401-BEER. Uh, st- stump uh if you want to call up and stump uh, JP. and we'll give away a third one to Jamil because he said he wanted one. He'll give him I, one I think anyway. he said he wanted you. No, he said he wanted a beer. <laughs> Do I see a Daniela calendar in like four years? <laughs> four months. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Oh, that's some of the new exciting stuff for the January. The Daniela calendar. <laughs> the Daniela oh, calendar. Oh, definitely. going to have a calendar. Log on for a small membership fee. You get a new picture every week. Yeah. Hey, what do you guys think? The chat room has voted on who brought it the weakest tonight. What do you think, you guys? (laughs) They've already voted, huh? Uh, Well, maybe not like officially voted, but they mentioned it. I think Doc brought it the weakest. That's my vote. Nope. Probably me. (laughs) (laughs) Try to push it on to me. I have to, because I know where this is going. (laughs) Go ahead, Daniela. JP. Yep. What? <laughs> oh, well, wait, wait, out? Actually, it was just Jamil who said that. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, we, we, we have to give him credit because he's just filling in for John. He's so, so he's great. supposed to come On in week. short notice as he's well. He's awesome. No, yeah. but it, no, he's filling in for John. Well, like, and I, John. he's supposed to, yeah. <laughs> supposed to come in week. <laughs> I just came point. back from a beer fest. Give me some credit. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. How was it anyway? Uh, it was good. You know what? Can I tell you about it real quick? Yeah. Firestone Walker. Firestone Walker is our first Oktoberfest. And, uh, Twenty two fifty to get in. You get a half liter Stein. They make you pay? No, no. And um, <laughs> they, uh, you get a half liter Stein, ceramic Stein, nice looking thing with a logo and everything. T shirt, and um, you know a ticket for a beer, and you pay like. I don't know, three bucks for four tickets for beer. Everything goes to charity. Nice. To the hospice there. Yeah. And, I mean, they, they give you a proper, they fill you up a half liter. And there was no beer that was under 5% there. That's And it great. was just, they had a great reggae band. They had, uh, it was wow. killer. It was a great, it was a great time. Wow. It was a lot of fun. That, uh, I was supposed to be there with you, JP. Yeah. That's too well, bad. That sounds good, man. So are you a little hungover? 
Uh, I'm just slow. I'm a little hung. You're always yeah. slow. You're, you are a little hung. I'm a little hung. That's, that's the rumor. What'd um, you do last night? Um, I, I went to the Fillmore with my wife. My brother flew up, and oh, okay. uh, we saw Dark Star Orchestra play. Oh, that, that sounds uh, really great. Very nice. And I got just ripped. We went to dinner in uh, in North Beach and had a nice Italian family-style dinner. Uh-huh. Very pretty nice. much got ripped right at dinner. <laughs> so check this out. So I met uh, Dr. Scott's wife when, oh, they, yeah, when yeah. they came into the alehouse the other day. And uh, Really? Oh. It's right around the corner. We had dinner for my birthday, and we walked around the corner. I go, look, Jason's here. I saw your motorcycle outside. I go, he's oh, got to cool, be here. Cool. So I got a couple things to say about it. Uh, Danielle's got to answer the phone. She's going to miss out on this segment here. Uh, I was... Uh, I was surprised, Doc. <laughs> and uh, this is nothing bad to say about your wife, just you. <laughs> uh, first of all, very attractive woman, Doc. She's a hot chick, man. She is a very and attractive and healthy-looking woman. You look at Gollum over here, and you're like, you know, what the hell's wrong? And I'm going, man, <laughs> she she's precious. <laughs> <laughs> I could just, <laughs> I could just see her in the hallway of like you know they met in college. Yeah. Him, he's gonna enable me to live in the woods by myself one day. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, I love this new format. I don't feel guilty at all about rambling on right now because you're welcome to go to bed. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so uh, that was the first pleasant surprise. It's just a very attractive woman, Doctor Doc's wife. And, that is uh, a surprise. And, and then the other part. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> She's a precious. <laughs> the other part is that she just was really nice and genuinely nice and cool. And uh, not that Doc says otherwise. That's not what I mean. I just would have thought she'd be angry, sort of, with me about taking you from the fam so often and things I, like I that. I didn't but, tell uh, her who you were at first. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 No, I did. I told her who you were. Uh, but she was cool, and uh, and I just wanted to hang out with her more. Oh, and she, you know what? She's beautiful, but she's smarter than me, too. <laughs> Is I, she? Yes. I, I believe that. I think that you're really smart with beer. That's the case in so many relationships, dog. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing. Not this one, though. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> uh, and we and we did uh, we did uh, hit her up where she's going to have to call in for one yeah. of the shows. I tried to get her to call in. I said I I I just would like to talk to her on the air because I I feel that it would give her a venue to vent about you and about your missing in action and she, each and she Sunday. Probably would, and uh, I would like that. <laughs> so we'll have to call her. The yeah, trials. We might have to call her exactly. Yeah. Hope that the she's not running ragged. At the point. trials of a beer wife. Uh, who do we maybe, got? Maybe next week. Maybe like? next week uh, we'll, we'll set it up for a certain time. Okay. Yeah, try to do it. I don't, know what, I, I, I don't know what would happen. <laughs> That's so actually why I want her to call in. We, we had the know. first call that was Jamil, and he said that he wanted my beer, and he's going <laughs> to get it. Jamil is so nice. Is that who's on the phone? <laughs> no, he's not. Okay, somebody else. Mm-hmm. You're on the air. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's happening? Who are we talking to? Hey, this is uh, Joe again. Hey, what's up? Hey, uh, I don't know, I just hang around with my little pits here and see what's going on. Hey, Joe, did you do a posting earlier today that you, you started brewing and drinking at 8 a.m.? Was that you? 8.30, yeah. <laughs> that was great. Uh, and is was it your first brew? Yeah. That's right. Okay. So here's the story on, on Joe. Wow. Been listening to the show and, and gaining, you know, whatever knowledge we happen to be giving out, uh, but but had never brewed and just was sort of storing up the stuff and getting ready, and then today was your was your first go. You were hoping that it didn't rain. Um, yeah, that was true. 
And so he got to brew today, and uh, I had forgotten. I read the post a couple days ago that you were hoping to brew today. And uh, so I go and I read his post just before the show. I just happen to be looking through the forum for questions about Mini Mash, and I read his post real quick. And first thing it says is like, I, I actually I thought I had printed it out because I wanted to read it to you guys, uh, but it was basically, yeah, you know, I'm brewing. This is happening. This is happening. And oh yes, by the way, I began drinking at 8:30 a.m. The beer I'm brewing looks a lot like the beer I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're brewing an IPA, right? I kind of brewing an IPA, yeah, but it looked like a, you know, an oatmeal stout that I was drinking. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but and his question, if I remember right, was uh, during the brew process and the fermentation and all that, will his beer lighten up at all? Yes. Will the color change? Yes. Doc says yes. Jason's uh, shaking his head no. It will. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, it will. Yeah. Uh, would you say the opposite, Jason? No, he, he, won't, he won't go from a stout to a pale ale. Okay. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, what are you talking about? <laughs> but it will yeah. lighten the color a bit? Yeah, yeah. It, when you put it in the fermenter, it's, it, it always looks darker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as as it ferments, it does get lighter. And it, it, We're talking on like 5 SRM okay. probably. From, from Just I thought you meant from like, you know, 1068. from like yeah. your boiling. Ooh, 1068. No, he was talking about when he was describing his beer, it was in the kettle still. Just during, okay. just his steeping grains, he said, had really darkened the beer. Is that oh, right, Joe? Okay. You're, you're not going to dark crystal in there for an IPA, and I didn't know if that thing right. But no, I, IPA recipe, should be so. paler than a pale ale. Mm. An IPA should be paler than Sierra Nevada. Because I had a caramelic one and a dark crystal and. Uh, well, what's the what's the cri- normal Munich? Good movie, but you shouldn't brew with it. I love the dark crystal. Skeksis, friend of Gil. <laughs> like, if you're doing an IPA, like, I know cr- you're talking about, so it's kind of sad. Yeah, that's crystal, what I think too for me. Crystal 15, you know, that's a, I wouldn't go any higher level one than 15. I think it was for a pale ale or an yeah. IPA, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't either. Uh, if you're good at like crystal 60, yeah. I just want to see how the beer captured, so, you know. Joe, don't listen to these idiots. No, you listen to us. That's your all you can listen yeah. to. Your beer's fine. Beer captured schmear schmear. It's still going to be a good <laughs> beer, but it, it might not be what you want to have. And it, it will lighten up, but you're not going to go from a 25 SRM to an, yeah. a 9. It's, it's not going to happen. If you want to do your it own. It was like 90 when I started. So. Yeah, well, it's going to stay dark. What? Um, mm-hmm. This was a recipe you, you pulled out, or was it written down, or did you make it up? Or? It was in a book, you know, Beer's Captured yeah. by... Uh, I don't know, those two people in Connecticut. I can't remember the name. Oh, uh, the... Mark yeah. and Tessa. Uh, yeah. Uh, Cause, cause the, yeah, I like that book, though. Yeah. I would get uh, Designing Great Beers and leave everything else alone, to be completely honest. Uh, Ray Daniels? Yeah. yeah uh, but no, no, I, I like the... the um, Not beers. What is it? The Clone Brews? I like those. Cause well, it gives you. Book, I was looking at that today. Well, there's book. that one in this Northern California home. I've heard mix a lot of mixed things um, with recipes. If you know what you're doing as far as recipe formulation, it gives you a good starting point. Okay. And you can deal with their recipes and, and tweak them to what you have for locally because you can't always get what they have. And okay, so if, if, you, if you shouldn't do that. What? So if you're me, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not if this is your first beer, no. Okay. I, I would just I would just stick with their book and, and do the recipe thing. And that that's probably your best bet for a while. And okay. after a while, you're gonna you'll know. Well, I didn't like that because it's too dark, and you won't put Crystal Sixty in there again. Hey, what kind of hops did you use in that there IPA you got? Uh, <laughs> a lot of Galena. Centennial. Oh, are you talking to me? Yeah, yeah, I'm talking to you. Centennial. He's been talking yeah, to me. Yeah, Centennial, uh, Cascade, and uh, East Ken Goldings. Okay, your Goldings were the were in the end. 
You're a Roma? I put everything at the end because I decided I just wanted to try what you guys were saying, but like, I probably should ah. just start with the basics. Okay. He's like Oz. He likes to put everything at the end. I put everything at the end, though. <laughs> 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 That's a good one, Doc. Definitely, <laughs> if it's your first beer, follow a recipe. Yeah. I, I, and, you know, don't put it there in 10, huh? <laughs> I actually like... I've never done it, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you know, as far as teaching people how to brew, I just tell them to do what the recipe says because you know how it's pretty much going to come out. F you, Jason. We've been teaching this guy for months on this show, (laughs) and I appreciate your ambition, Joe, and you're just like, screw it up. And what happened? He came in oatmeal stout. Good job, Justin. (laughs) Way to teach the guy. Shut up. Don't believe everything you read. I think that's that's, That's that's the key. Yeah, believe everything we say instead. (laughs) Do what we say, not what we do. All your beer are belong to us. Uh, You know, I think what you're... Main thing is to do right now is to get that beer finished yeah. and mail it to us. And mail it to us. Watch your uh, fermentation ter- temperature now. What are you doing to control that? Uh, I have a Ranco uh, temperature what? controller, and I have a I don't know how many like twenty cubic foot freezer. So. Oh, all right. Uh, You're better than Justin right there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I appreciate his ambition. He's like, I've never brewed before, but he waits and waits and then gets all the stuff that he thinks that he knows he wants to brew, and he's I already like got temperature like control. Yeah. Hey, Justin, you know? Justin's a slave to the weatherman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was so like, I think uh, that on 65, it doesn't change. So. There you go. 65. 65. Cal Ale yeast? Come or do you use a smack uh, pack? Yeah. WLP 001. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. 65. So. Uh, 65 is. is well, if you put it at sixty-five, it's going to ferment slow. Well, yeah, but it the uh, it'll it'll boost its temperature internally because of the ferment. Mm, so yeah. it might it might push it up a little bit for you, which is. I have fun. a probe against my fermenter, so I don't know if that helps. <laughs> 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 yeah. I got to go put my probe against my fermenter and see where it's at. <laughs> I probe it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you don't sound too much like you've been drinking since 8.30 a.m. I don't know. I'm like 0.2 or something now. I don't know. I'm yeah. losing count. But. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking the Sam Adams Boston Lager you guys suggested. So. Okay. What'd now, you think? I yep. ran out of my oatmeal stout. So. Gotcha. The, Sam, uh, the uh, Samuel Smith's oatmeal stout you started and finishing with the Samuel Adams. Hey, yes. Sammy so to the I'm next. That's right. That's right. All right, cool, I'm Joe. Time here. <laughs> uh, Daniela, do you want to send Joe a beer? Or? We talked about that already. Yes. Oh, what are <laughs> we talking about? All right, Joe, you get a beer. You get Daniela's first But I need your email brew. or your address, Joe. So please send me an email at Daniela at thebrewingnetwork dot com. There you go. Okay, I will do that. All right, cool. Hey, thanks for the call, right. Joe. Keep brewing and uh, keep posting because I like. Uh, Can I ask you something real quick, Justin? Yeah, go for it. Do I still get uh, like a date with Daniela, or is that off the card? Why would you ask Justin? Hello, <laughs> I'm right here. You'll, you'll get the beer bottle with a picture on it. That's about the only date you're going to get. <laughs> Why would you answer for me, Doctor Scott? Yeah, well, wait, yeah, it could be a positive. Excuse me, the question was directed to me. Well, but why? <laughs> yeah, I want Justin's. Well, okay. Joe, uh, how much uh, were you planning on donating to the Brewing <laughs> Network? Because <laughs> I think. Uh, uh, a fair response. I give you guys a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I thought you were like a million. Yeah. No, I thought you were. <laughs> okay, yeah. Hey, that's cool. Thanks a lot for all your help, and uh, keep calling us, Joe. Uh, you know, but that'd probably be the fastest all way right. for us to... Go ahead, get, That'd be the fastest way for us to get monetary compensation or to boost yeah. the whole thing. To sell Daniela? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Exactly. The thought, <laughs> the thought has never crossed my mind, and I'm disgusted that you would even think of something like it's that. It's an auction, and it's for a good cause. <laughs> right. <laughs> cool, Joe. We'll talk to you soon. It's just a date. All right. Later, guys. Right. Bye-bye. See you, Joe. <laughs> I tell you what, you can go over to their house and brew some beer with them. Oh, absolutely. Check I'm, his I'm probe. <laughs> when I was thinking... Uh, <laughs> Hold his probe close to your fermenter. <laughs> I was thinking that the not in the fermenter because uh, that would be kind of weird. But yeah, all in the fermenter, <laughs> we could the brewing network get into like uh, bikini brew demonstrations, right? I, I don't have my bikini figure anymore. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's good because I was not going to put you anywhere near a bikini. <laughs> oh, you put me near one, just not in one. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, I think we'd draw a lot of, uh, a big crowd at the tent if we had bikini brewing. So you would yeah. pitch a tent. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then draw a crowd, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> all right, do you know who you know where your beer is going? You got all the... Uh... He told me he would send me an email. Okay. So all the emails have to go to Danielle. I think there's only, what, three? Yeah, about around three. I bet you get like six <laughs> emails. Like, I want your beer. <laughs> we have to take a well, I'm always a happy to receive emails, so I'm happy to give out my beer. There we have go. to make a label, though. I'm gonna. Ma- I oh, have yeah. a label already. Absolutely, gotta label that. So uh, this beer is gonna take a couple weeks, but we gotta we gotta bottle it soon because this beer is lucky to last next you week. You bottle. John will bottle. John will bottle. Do you have a counterflow? Uh, if John happens to be uh, away for the week, which is possible with his family, MIA for next week. We yeah. might have to hit you up, Doc. And uh, okay, just remind me. Send me an email. Okay. Earlier. Cool. Then calling me when I get the message on the way here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I looked for your house number. Couldn't get it. All right. No, I'm, I, no. So hey, uh, I don't mind if you send me a little feedback about the new show format. We're gonna try to get right into the business in the beginning. Uh, all beer stuff. Uh, to the meat. It, it's the still gonna be entertaining, like I said. And then gonna do all this, uh, kinda rambling on at the end, instead of at the beginning. So, yeah. uh, give me your feedback about that, because it's your show, not just ours. So I would appreciate, uh, you know, you can post it in the forum if you want, create a new thread, that's fine. You can also just put it in the feedback box. Uh, you could send it to me too. But feedback at the Brewing Network or Justin at the Brewing Network. I'd like to know because, uh, we want to, uh, really accommodate you guys for this show as best we can. I know that it, on the East Coast, it's always getting to be 11, 11.30 at night by the time we're getting out of here. So, um, you know, we're just trying to help out with all the time zones and, and all that. Oz in Australia has got nothing to do for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, pretty much the rest of his day's ruined. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, yeah, there you go. Give us some feedback about that. Next week, I think we're looking at Moonlight, uh, who was supposed to be in last month, and uh, we just had a scheduling conflict. I think John's got them scheduled to come in next Sunday. So Moonlight Brewing Company. Uh, Doc, you're here, right? Yep. All right. Petros, you're not invited. No, I'd, I'd rather not be invited. <laughs> but I'm bringing uh, a week. <laughs> uh, can't say thank you enough. I appreciate you coming in on short notice. Hey, man, anytime. I'm here for you, buddy. Always like having you in here. And uh, next time, bring some meat. Big, I will. I'll bring, meat. I'll, I'll bring my meat, and I'll bring it harder next time, too. <laughs> Appreciate yeah. that. Can we get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> Hold it next to the ferment. It's <laughs> like we give Daniela a microphone, and we feel this responsibility to bring the man on the other side or something, because she talks more. We feel like we have to man it up over here. Well, we, we used to have to, like, decide when we're going to swing that microphone <laughs> yeah. over to her. Now she's got it, and she just works it. Yeah. <laughs> our test, our, like, subconsciously, the testosterone just starts working. Hey, what are we doing next week again? Did you say that already yeah he did uh, just just it. about two minutes ago two really? seconds ago really. yeah sorry for not so listening to you now <laughs> <laughs> that add thing <laughs> just that moonlight's coming in and uh we think 
Now, you and John, Doc, uh, per our meeting, are supposed to be getting together on a future show topics so that they're planned well ahead. Uh, I <laughs> assume that's that. not happened yet <laughs> uh, as far as what next week's show topic is. You're right! <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. I'll try to figure it out in the next two days, and I'll also post um, no later than Wednesday. You have my... Yeah, that, that was my, my, my issue. <laughs> what am I going to say? Uh, I don't want to give my word in case something comes up. No, that, that was my issue to like, what are we doing? And let everybody know what we're doing yeah. as soon as we know what we're doing. You have my sincerest efforts that uh, by Wednesday you will know what beer, what commercial beer we're tasting next week. On the website. And what our topic is. All right? That's the best I can do. <laughs> That's what I got for you. Good night, guys. A pleasure, like always. All right. Thanks for uh, man on the microphone, and and get comfortable because we're gonna you're gonna have your own next week, just like that. All right. Wow. All right, sir. Okay. You're permanent now. Thanks again, uh, Jason Petros from Jason Petrosville. Anytime. He also works at B3, so if you want to call and harass him there, feel free to do so. Please do. And he's having a meat party in a couple of weeks. Big, <laughs> big meat. Meat um, fest. I think we're going to that. Uh, might even invite my old roommate Schumann there. And, uh, he, he Schumann liked, likes meat. He likes a good meat party. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait for me to put my meat in all of your mouths. <laughs> oh, How about man. that cider? <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to have a healthy portion of guy's nuts at the meat party? <laughs> a bag of guy's nuts. I'll put this on his chin. Sweaty balls. See, I like how at the if we'd save it till the end, we're, I'm even allowed to do all the inside jokes from just the people who are participating in the forum yeah. because they tend to hang out in the chat longest and they know what we're talking about. And I don't have to explain the whole guys nuts thing. I could just say if you want to know because it is funny, go to the <laughs> go to the forum. Hey, but because uh, at the beginning of the show, I do feel guilty. I like what, this. With the guys thing. nuts, yeah. <laughs> I feel feel guilty about guys nuts. <laughs> I'm talking about guys. But does nuts. guy feel guilty guilty about his nuts? <laughs> I don't think he does. <laughs> oh man, participate in the forum. It's a lot of fun and you'll meet a lot of new brewers there and uh, I'll be back next Sunday morning with the Blue Show. Next week Moonlight Brewing Company, I think. I'll, I'll let you know by Wednesday. Thanks everybody. Uh, another good week of radio. And remember and, uh, Dr. Scott has his own uh email. Uh, email. Uh, no. don't send it till uh Tuesday cuz I I'll create it tomorrow. So, okay, cool. Yeah, it'll and take then, me a second. Then he'll actually shoot me an email to see how I can get in there. It. And I'll tell you how you can get in there. That's right. All right, folks. Pale Ale's a friend of mine. We'll see you next week. Pale Ale is a friend of mine, and I should like a good body wine. Chocolate porter, cherry stout, don't you know what I am talking about? Don't you give me that American crude, boy, the want a real homebrew. Homebrew, don't you really love it? Homebrew, can't get enough of it. Homebrew, it blows my mind. I love homebrew all the time. Yeah, I think I have me. Well, I have the one right now. Well, I'll
Blows my mind. I love homebrew all the time. 